0: Welcome to the Joy of Comics Podcast, Episode 8. I am Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. And uh, we, are, uh, we are back, ready to talk about some comics. And as you heard from that intro about mm, three seconds ago... <laughs> Um, we now have our numbering system figured out, uh, along with the rebranding that we did a little ways back. Jordan, why don't you tell them a little more about that?
1: Uh, well, we have had a, a... to say we've had a numbering system at all would be unfair, but we've been a little... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't with know. With the joy of gaming we have, but other than that... We were pretty strict uh, back then. Just stick with the comics, it's been like trying to follow any of Marvel's books lately, where they get two number ones a year. <laughs> oh. yeah, who's even to say <laughs> where And then a zero trade, and... Howard yeah. the Duck with two number How are the Duck. T- the the duck? It, was, it was hilarious to me, because I looked at the back of the squirrel girl trade that just came out mm-hmm. and, you know if you ever look at the, the marvel now trades it'll always be like daredevil 2014 or you know captain right, marvel right. 2013 because they have to and I, I looked at the the unbeatable squirrel girl because i was like i wasn't even thinking of it did it say
0: 2014 2015 or no something it said stupid.
1: it said 2015 b So, that's the official volume. (laughs) Oh my
0: god. That's when you know you've got a problem. When you've got to have subtitles on your subtitles, you've got issues.
1: So, here on the Joy of Comics, volume BQ7, we're ready to really get going. No, what we did basically is, I went back through the archives and just looked at all the episodes. The Joy of Gaming has been nicely numbered from the beginning. With a couple special editions. A couple of special editions. And we had a few false starts on rebranding. I mean, Joy of Comics came up and, you know, sort of went. We've had the film reviews. But basically we just went, all right, flat flat out, here are the episode titles that we're going to go by. We've had this many comics episodes, film episodes, TV episodes, that's just the numbering. A lot of these episodes are now years apart from each other because sure. we started off doing this more infrequently, but this is officially the Joy of Comics episode 8. Uh, Kevin's been on most of them, we have a few from mm-hmm. before his era, but, you know, uh, we are the official hosts for this show, and uh, we're excited to... Really get back to comics because it's been a while it since has. we did a comics episode. It's been a lot of film and uh, TV, and uh, finally a gaming episode again. So right, right. Uh, but yeah. this is a yeah,
2: big... yeah. The game. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is a big time for comics right now. You know, with the big two, we've got rebirth happening in DC, and we'll be talking about that. Um, Marvel just started whatever you Civil call War yeah yeah
0: um, whatever you call this era of Marvel, Marvel right now Marvel post Secret Wars Marvel era. U. oh no that's it's
1: all new Marvel it's all new yeah this wasn't yeah. in the news but they did just reveal the new like broken Marvel now logo so that'll be coming back in the fall
0: I don't know man that reminds me of that DC logo that like, yeah. you had to stare at like and cross your eyes like a right like one of those 3D books you know just to right. figure out what that logo is are you right. talking
1: about the flip logo? Maybe is that the because the one with the little letter goes? Bloop. Yeah, that's yeah. the flip. It's gone now. They've re. You seen the new one? It's just the oh simple my God. circle. I think I can't it's on. Keep up. I think it's yep. on that issue. It is. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, right it there is. in the
0: corner. Oh, so they're going retro. Go. They're going yep. retro. It's it a is. very
1: simplistic. You know, it no, no, no. no this is. Audience. This
0: is definitely retro. Like, yeah, this is. is. I mean, you look at this. This looks like baseball jerseys from the '60s. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, well, and
2: it. This is very. We'll talk about this more, but it's very much harkening back to. The tone of classic DC and Oh, well, I mean, you so.
0: take. I mean, you, if you you know, you'd have to. You're at New Fifty Two. Sure. The only way to really rebrand is sure. to do something different. And new Fifty Two is all about the new. Right. So, what do
1: you do, right? Right. But uh, I like the new logo. I, I actually had really grown I don't to like love the it. DC flip. I kind of did too. I mean, to that's be a honest. part of it because what I I, I didn't Squinting like it when I first saw it. But the way it was used in the TV shows with, like, the actual flip mm. happening and you see a character pop out. I grew you know... How, oh, did he wink at you? He didn't wink, oh, but, okay. well, maybe some Woo! of them might. I yeah. haven't seen every DC property. Um, I don't know about that. It's always yeah. interesting with DC's logos because they're always changing and it's like, man, Marvel really nailed it. Yeah. I mean, they've altered it a little, but it's basically always yeah, been yeah. the red and white. They, it's always been
0: that,
2: yeah. Uh, but, um, so, so a lot like, happening DC and Marvel... There's, of course, Image number 1's coming out all the time. Boom Studios is really hopping right now. One of the um, books I'm going to talk
0: about is actually a Boom book that I never got to talk about before. Maybe I did, but oh, it's nice. awesome. But, um, but yeah, Boom is Boom is awesome. Um, they had that podcast I really, really liked recently, Mimetic, mm-hmm. and they lay it down. Yeah.
2: Um, so all these companies, um, we will be at HeroesCon Con in a couple weeks, so we'll... Um, have plenty to talk about after that. Um, so, a lot of comics news. Although, that'll probably comics. be
0: more about, like, the books we bought and sure, read, sure. which may be Absolutely. some old, some new, but sure. it'll be cool. That'll be sort of like There'll a... also
1: be plenty of nice creators we met. Oh, yeah, sure. I
0: love that. So, oh, yes. be,
1: it's, uh, so excited for Heroes Con. It is our yearly, uh... Pilgrimage. Kevin's going for his first time. I'm i thrilled.
0: cannot even believe you haven't been.
2: Oh, I wanted it's, to. The
0: universe is slightly tilted askew, well, and it's going to be, put, it's back gonna in be orbit, put back in orbit. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. It needed to happen. Because I went to um, Carolina
2: a couple of years
0: ago. So anyway, uh, without, uh, I do want to just give a little, uh, a little roadmap for the episode. Sure. Uh, so we are going to start out uh, with with news, and there's a lot of it. Um, so obviously, like you said, talking about. Uh, all the different exciting stuff going on in summer for what Jordan has a new name for I'll let him give you that name when he introduces the news um, but uh, also after that we we're gonna well I guess we'll start with uh, all the uh, all the comic news then move into the comic book news then move into our sort of main event which is talking about the books that um, we're reading right now yeah. so for me that's not quite as many these guys have a ton um, but I'm gonna be asking them lots of cool juicy questions about all their books so, all
1: right uh, jordan take away the news man uh well as far as the first big thing on news i'm going with what i'm most excited about because okay. this was already my most anticipated film in the marvel lineup But yeah, now yeah. with the new things that are coming out uh well, i am
0: so they're all good
1: as far as i can tell yeah every i'm super excited for captain marvel and we got a bunch of rumors leading towards pretty much solid stuff on it this week and they've, they've said for a while that casting was going to happen this summer mm-hmm. um it's the summer it is the summer. There are and, rumors of casting, and what do you know? The it's the most. It's probably the biggest
0: hot property female actress in in <sighs> movies today
1: for Captain Marvel. Uh, Brie Larson is in talks and is leaning towards taking the role. Is the way they've said. I it. I could totally see it. So it seems like oh, I think it's perfect. Kind of a done deal, almost. Not officially. I mean, you know, we can't say official till till we know. But I'm I'm excited about this uh, for several reasons. You know, it was hard to to pick a favorite for the um, role because, really, it seemed like everyone's hat was in the ring at some point. What was the, what, Give us the rundown. Um, well, I mean, as far as names, I don't know how yeah. serious any of these were, but Charlize Theron. Yeah, oh um, God, no. She's too.
0: She's. Too, I <laughs> she think... can't be in every movie. She she's already. Movie, she already but... stunk up dark places last year by trying to insert herself into a role. that's supposed to be like a seventeen-year-old girl. In so the that's books. the name. Well, and, Carol and Danvers, she's like, I, I was... bought the property. I'm gonna put a cap on and pretend I'm seventeen. I it's just like don't Carol's squeeze head. yourself into a box you don't fit in. Right. I You're see... brilliant. Don't do that. Right. I see. Carol Danvers is younger. I think Brie Larson's totally age appropriate.
1: I don't know. I. I don't know. I would say, Brie, if I were, I think the age is a little irrelevant. But I was going, I would say mid thirties. I mean, yeah, but on I the younger side. Up, yeah. So I think anyone from twenty five to forty five would have been fine in the role. Okay. Um, I also just don't need Shirley Stone in another like I don't know. She's been in a lot. She's been in a lot of things. Yeah, um, yeah. But others were, you know, Emily Blunt was yeah. one of the front runners for a while, or the front names being mentioned. She's uh, just so Elizabeth British. Banks came up. Pretty much anybody, and there was one other. And I can't remember for the life of my Elizabeth me. Banks that. is
2: busy playing Rita Repulsa right now. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> what? <laughs> she's Rita Repulsa. In, in the Power Rangers. Oh. What, um, what
0: is her thing? What, where did she get her fame? Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks? Banks? I yeah. guess the 40-year-old Yeah, virgin. 40-year-old virgin. I think it's her... That it was like the first big part. role. Yeah. yeah, But she's oh, done a lot oh, since oh, then. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. okay. Okay, got
1: it. Um, other than that... I don't know. But basically, if, if there was a big female actress... Or Jessica Chastain, I think, was even... Had her name in it, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, at one point. Um, you know, everybody kind of Pretty because much, it's the big role. It, it is the role it's in a the lot of big ways. Big
0: female superhero. on
1: the universe, well, which which which, which
0: it's not like the big female role. It's, it's the first set, time set ever, right? That like there's been. I think has there ever been like a Supergirl major triple A movie?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, has there been three? Super- technically, the biggest would be Catwoman. Oh, okay, but we're not talking. There was good also ones. Supergirl. <laughs> And there was uh, Electra. which were all big budget, you know movies. Yeah, yeah I guess you're right. I, they I, just all flopped. I blocked them out. Blocked yeah. them out. Uh, but, but, but this see, is the first one you would hope would be good. Wonder this is Wonder the, this is the, the first one on.
0: in the era in the era when superhero movies just have so much respect. Yeah, yeah, Wonder, and Wonder woman woman. all riding on this. Yeah, Kevin
1: Reyes is a good point. Wonder Woman will be first. Um, oh wow! That's one thing. DC, wow!
2: One thing DC so I can beat them too.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, yeah, okay. Um, as far as Brie Larson goes, I've actually you know watched her for a long time. I've seen a lot of her work going back to the United States of Terra, where she played the teenage daughter on that show. Mm-hmm. She's had appearances in a lot of shows I like. Particularly, she played Abed's girlfriend in Community for a few episodes. Um, and that she- was her in that. Yeah. Oh, I love those episodes. And then she's obviously blown up with Room and uh she's yeah. and and short term which 12. I don't
0: want to see that badly just because it's probably so difficult to watch but it's yeah. Hard, yeah
1: but yeah. she's a great actress she has a great I think she will fit the role I think anyone there's a lot of people who are a little naysay, nice, but it's like look, anyone can put muscle on and she's going to because mm-hmm. most oh they say actors, she's not muscular yeah but I mean most actors who get these roles don't it becomes tend to their be life
0: ripped. it becomes their life I mean yeah, for for two years plus maybe six years maybe eight years this becomes. At least a big chunk of your year, yeah. every year for six, eight years. I mean, if she's going to be, I'm sure they'll introduce her into, every. I mean, right? That's already the plan, to introduce her into Avengers
1: and... Infinity War is likely where she will first show up, is what they have said a couple yeah. times. Infinity right War 1? Infinity War 1. Oh, wow. Potentially. Meaning I mean, meaning they got, it's time to cast. Infinity War starts shooting this fall. So it's time to cast. It's yeah. time to cast. And it's time to bulk up. They said
2: that they're going to have separate titles for both parts.
1: Yes, they did say that Infinity War won't be the official title, which that's gonna be movies. a long
2: title: Avengers: Infinity War, and then another subtitle. Well, I but, think
1: they'll get rid of Infinity War entirely okay. and go with something else. Okay. I think it was just like their connected big right, epic, right. as opposed to being like that's is- no.
0: I, I think you guys are acting like that's bigger, like not as big news as it is to me. I was sure it was Infinity War Part One and Infinity War Part Two. So, like, to, to, you guys are just brushing it off. But I mean, that's huge. The fact that it's basically going to be like not. I mean well, it's the, the average time, person time. You wouldn't know. Yeah, Average person you wouldn't know that they're necessarily like the same. So there's really gonna... they're not real. I mean they've said for a long time no, they're two all separate that too. movies. I know, I've heard that too. I've heard those interviews with the Russos, but I it's just it's just the idea that for the average person like yeah. the difference between Age of Ultron and Infinity or or let's say there was Age of the, the original Avengers. Did that What was the original Avengers title? Avengers. Just Avengers. Yeah. Okay. Well, if there was if there was another one in there, I guess, or, or I don't know. It just yeah. the the the, fa- the way Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron are could be just as related as these two are. If somebody sure, doesn't sure. really know what's going on, sure. I don't know.
1: Okay, no, I mean it's it's just the sort of thing where it was a working title. You know, it's the same things happening with Justice League Part One and Two now. They're, they've started announcing potential subtitles. So potential sub. So it will be Justice League. Oh, but in that case, okay, I get it. I get it. So right. it's the sort of thing. Uh, some of two of which. Do have ties back to the comic. I forget. I forget them off the top of my head. Uh, there's been a lot of comic news. We're trying not to do every single thing, but the gods among us is one of the potential subtitles, and gods among men is another. So for Justice League, yeah, yeah. So staying nice and uh, grounded. Yeah, yeah. I know the DC heroes are supposed to be like the the, the ones you look up to. Right, right. We'll see what Justice League. <laughs> Justice League is a ways I swear, away I
0: swear, Jordan is not shaking his head and rolling his eyes at the same time. I swear he's not. Oh
1: man. You know, I'm going to be honest. We got to get
0: balanced here if we're going to really talk about these DC movies, guys.
1: Come on. I I'll, I'll be honest, uh, you know, we're I'm stoked about Suicide Squad. We're the First one I'm I I about. I will be honest though. This was I a I am mad pumped about Suicide Squad, but it's almost like a different world. Well, that's the thing. Like, this isn't yeah. this isn't news so much as it is a thing that happened, but I tweeted this earlier where um it was announced that <laughs> Rick Ross and Skrillex are teaming with Leto's Joker to make <laughs> I saw. a music video. So, if it wasn't already hot topic-y enough... Yes. What? Suicide Squad is just ready-made. Skrillex?
0: And Rick Ross. Skrillex was in a fucking emo band. anyway. Suicide Squad is big Hot Topic ready. You can't, you suicide gotta, Squad is so Hot Topic ready. Yeah. I, I, suicide Squad is like, Hot Topic should like bring in like a tattoo parlor, little subsection yeah. so you can get like Joker and Harley Quinn tattoos, like the Lucky squad. You on your stomach, for, yeah. or Harley, yeah, yeah. or uh, Damaged on your forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You exactly. can just go in there and you can buy your, your gear. Because yeah. all the outfits are kind of perfect, except maybe Rick Flagg, just... right, right.
1: I say, and you know, I, I rough, I, I give Hot Topic a hard time, but I still buy the exclusive pops on occasion, and I, I, that's where I bought a lot of my T-shirts in the mid two thousands. It Was from Hot <laughs> Topic, so those overpriced twenty dollars. Dark
0: fucking confessions with Jordan Alseka.
1: not say dark, but I don't know. I, saw I say that. dark.
0: Next thing you know, you're gonna tell me about your Jinko collection.
1: Anyway, um, okay, so getting back, back to, to it. Yeah. The other bit of news, and this was less official because there's multiple people's names in the... But director news for Captain Marvel, which is the other thing they said they were going to announce. The two people... The two names that were put forward were uh, Nikki Caro, who did Whale Rider, which is a movie I have not seen. Okay. But the other name, which is the one I'm excited about, is Jennifer Kent, who did The Babadook, uh, which uh, is a fantastic psychological horror and straight horror. Um, It really just speaks to, you know, Marvel hasn't effed up yet in terms... Well... They can't seem to nail Thor, but I'm hoping with Taika Waititi. Right. Um, but their directors usually have a good vision. Um, I don't know that you can read too much into what the movie will be about yeah. because the Babadook is is kind of a weird pick. You know that's um, kind
2: of interesting because okay, a horror director coming in that uh, potentially to direct a superhero movie, uh, and then in DC Comics, Joshua Williamson, as we were talking about, is going to be is the new Flash writer. He's written horror books now before, and so well,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah uh, among other things,
2: but right. yeah. That's but, just yeah.
1: I mean, so it, that's, I like that one. I, 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 yeah, I love the Babadook. I think it was a great directed movie. Um, what's interesting about it to me is, you know, it's like with, with a lot of these directors, you can get kind of a feel for what it is they might yeah. be trying to go for. Like with Taika Waititi, his big movie was, you know, um, what, Oh, something among the shadows. I feel terrible. <sighs> We Among I the shot. Shadows, Walk Among... No. We Place Among... Uh, I'm really... It's I a don't vampire know if that's worth movie. feeling terrible about. I do, because I want to see it. Um, the okay. sequel is going to be called We're Wolves, and okay. it's okay. about well, werewolves. Anyway.
0: One thing go. that I think is interesting on this topic of genre bending and taking uh, directors from different genres, when you can prove as a director that you can do... Good, good things that are emotionally compelling, good stories, you know, Absolutely. how to handle all that. That's really at the core of it. I was just listening Absolutely. to... And I was Absolutely. telling you before this interview I just saw with Joe Hill. Uh-huh. Or I was just listening to a Nerdist Writers panel. And he said this really brilliant thing. It was called, Why Fantasy? Because, you know, being the son of Stephen King, his big thing, and Tabitha King, for that matter, yeah. his big thing was, I don't want to write horror. He promised himself he wouldn't write horror. Uh-huh. And now he writes, you know, horror fantasy. I mean, he uh-huh. just does. Sure. And so he said what gave him the excuse to do it, though... Uh, was this uh it was a an essay i want to get I want to get this right I wrote it down in my notes and it's a, and it's an essay that I really want to check out and it is by Bernard malmot called why fantasy uh-huh. and the idea behind this essay is that he argues that genre and fantasy um they just me think about how how he put it um they're they're just they're a way of of telling your stories he says these are he says even when you tell a fictional story like about like about uh, Boston. He was he said some author writes a story about Boston, you know, or, or that Boston is as fictional as uh, the world's Tolkien creates in his fantasy novels. Wow. It's in that author's mind. It's not the real Boston. It's a fantasy Boston, just like any other fantasy place, Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe, Narnia, whatever. you know it's a it's a it's a it's they're, these are fantasy locations in the writer's mind. Uh-huh. So being that they're both just as fictional, really, why not choose one that has these amazing metaphors, right? Sure. Like d- like dragons and princesses and these things that are so you know poignant. You can really understand. Well, that that also speaks to what you guys are talking about with. Uh, you know, there's a horror movie, but the best horror movies talk about you know our fears as humans, yeah, what, what you know our our anxieties about the, the the our common man and our common day and the issues that are bothering us now. If like that's the stuff that that really fires the best horror, the best fantasy, all that kind of stuff. And so, really, if a, if an, a director bringing it back to this, if a director can demonstrate, they can make tell an emotionally compelling tale. If they can tell a story that really uh, resonates with people. That's what matters much more than genre, Oh, no, certainly. Right? But yeah. what,
1: all I was saying is that with a lot of the new directors, or with a lot of the directors in the past, aside from the early days where it was just like, who can we hire for the cheapest? Yeah. Well, that's still kind of their thing. but <laughs> um, Except Whedon. With people they like... They like, we got to get that shit right. Um, Scott Derrickson's doing Doctor Strange, uh, right? He comes I'm from horror. about that. But that makes sense. Like, Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. should have weird, horrific, kind of creepy stuff in it, I would right, think. Right, right, And then when you look at John Watt on Cop... He, cop Car was his film, which was about two young teenage boys stealing a cop car. So there's right. the link to Peter Parker. Right. You know, there's ways you can, like, tie it in. I'm a little... I mean, I'm curious seeing these... Kugler doing Black Panther. Yeah, Kugler... Yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, yeah that it's kind of perfect. a slam dunk. But yeah, but it's just interesting, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited by those picks, or at least Jennifer Kent. Um, uh, check out the Whale Rider a little more, I guess, if she gets picked, or we'll see who gets the director's job for this movie. But that's the Captain Marvel news. I, um... Brie Larson When's the date like on that? Was that 2019?
0: 2019. Damn, that's a long time from now. I guess yeah. it's kind of getting closer. Kind
1: of. <laughs> it's still a ways to go. Thank God, man. Uh, anyway. All right. The next bit of movie news, uh, we'll stay with the Marvel Universe. Thor Ragnarok had a Bunch of cast Dang, announcements, getting, yeah, and character announcements. Okay. No, I have not asked uh, them out for me. So I've been working too much. The one that was rumored for a while because Tessa Thompson had been cast in yeah. the film, and she played uh, she was in Creed. She was the love interest. In oh that. wow! So you're about it. Uh, she has been officially confirmed to be playing Valkyrie, mm-hmm. who's a big Norse mythology okay. Or, okay. or at least uh, th- Marvel Norse mythology character. Yeah. Okay, um, All right. I'm in. Then we have. Uh Carl Urban was cast yes. as Scourge the Executioner. <laughs> yes. He seems super excited about it. And Can you have we're...
2: a dreadline in the middle of that? Like <laughs> I guess. <laughs>
1: um Urban's great, it's gonna be cool to see him. And then perhaps the like most I wouldn't have even thought to cast him in a Marvel movie, but uh as the cosmic character grandmaster, uh Jeff Goldblum is joining Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um This movie's shaping up interestingly. It really is. It's cause... definitely going epic scale. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it.
0: Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, so here's my, my one hole in, and I think I have the movie at home, but I never watched it. My one hole in, in all the Marvel, you, well, actually there too, two, and I own both of them. Yeah. Hulk. Cause I just still don't think that's a movie in that universe, although oh, I, know it it I know it is. I know it is. I know it is. Now it's been connected by two things instead yeah, yeah. of one. Um, and then, uh, obviously, The Dark World. I just never saw it. I, yeah, I don't I know so why. I just <laughs> never fucking saw it. Well, that, you say that, but I liked the first, the, the Thor. I thought Thor was good. First one's not bad. I liked Thor. I know, okay, there's yeah. a lot of things you a lot of criticism you can yeah, level yeah. at it, but you know what my theory is, the, the thing that belies all of... Uh, watching any kind of media for me is am I enjoying myself when I'm watching it? I was having a great time watching okay, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's small scale. Yeah, yeah. I can pick holes oh, in I don't and mind and small punch scale through it and well no, I mean unrealistically small scale. Like what the fuck's Thor doing in this tiny little place doing tiny little piddly shit. <sighs> you know what I mean? Like, you could say that. Yeah. Or you could say, Boy, I'm really enjoying the story and I'm compelled, right you yeah. know. So I don't well, know, I like that one.
2: I think it, what separates the Thor movies from the other ones, I would say it's had the most screenwriters and directors attached than any of the other franchises in the market Because, okay. like, what... I just read an article... That's because the they time. haven't
0: found true success. That's now, the right? thing.
2: And, but, like, I've... So I wrote an article looking at... Uh, for all the epic, which is online now, looking at why the Captain America trilogy is so good. And part of the reason, I think, is the creative consistency. Because Stephen McFeely and Christopher Marcus wrote all three movies... Um, the Russos did two and three, Joe Johnson did one, so, like, they've had real solid creative consistency for the entire trilogy that I think has made it really solid. I think what made Thor, it really solid
0: is the Russo brothers, because the second and third ones are by far the best.
2: Well, absolutely, but, like, um, but, I mean, the screenwriting team, No, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, And so, Thor has, that, whereas, Thor, I mean, you look at it, it's been kind of all over the place into, you know, I mean, when Alan Taylor came on to the second one, the script wasn't even finished. Yeah. And so, they've had, I mean... There's just a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff there that's impossible to overlook. Well, I mean,
0: just take a, just take a situation like um, like Kenneth Branagh, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming mm-hmm. in for Thor, yeah. which was a really cool pull on there, by, right? You know, right, take right. this Shakespearean, brilliant actor sure. slash director and bring him into the Thor universe, this this Norse mythology character. Yeah, yeah. Let him bring his thing to it. That was awesome. Um, he obviously didn't, I don't think, wanted to even do the second one. But aside from that, even if you've been offered the opportunity we might have gotten Age of Ultron. You know what I mean? Uh, Thor, Age of Ultron. Uh-huh. Because, you know, Whedon did, you know, one of the... At that time, everyone I talked to was like, this is the best superhero movie of all time, hands down, Avengers, that's it. And that that's since, you know, been been overwritten by certain movies, uh-huh. but at the time, and then f- by that logic, Age of Ultron would be like, oh my God, you know what I mean? This is going to be freaking amazing, and it got effed up, you know, so. Uh-huh.
2: I, I you So know, what, I, well, what I'm saying <laughs> in light of that is, I'm hopeful for the third one, and that... They're try- like I mean, it's a new director and new team, and these casting announcements. I think they're trying to really amend like a, a lot of more united creative, vision. more united. And Good. I like that um, they're they're setting this narrative. In the cosmos, not on Earth. Like yeah, that's the, what
1: it needs. Then he said ninety percent of the movie
0: takes place off Earth. Which yes. kind of makes sense if you're this character, because when you look at Thor, one of the biggest problems with him in the Marvel universe is he's so fucking powerful. Yeah. And dude. he's so out of place. It's like yeah. here are all these heroes and they got really good powers, but right. Thor is like a god. I don't want to watch He should on Earth. be
1: in heavens, you know? Yeah. Um the other thing worth noting, Cape Blanchett was officially yeah, yeah. Hella. Mm-hmm. Which
2: that was need talked for a while. Yeah, also. that
1: was also kind of rumored for a while, so that's why it slipped my mind at first. Um, and also, it's worth noting that more and more the rumors are building that this is really going to integrate a lot of uh, planet Hulk, Hulk into yeah. it, mm-hmm. um, which Grandmaster really? kind of fuels. Yeah, his, he so. does the contest of champions now, and he's one of those kind of mm-hmm. meddlers. So yeah. it seems very likely that I, the one the one someone laid out a possible theory. It seems likely is that Thor's going to happen to run into Hulk as opposed to like actively seeking yeah, 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 out yeah, yeah, because. Yeah. Maybe the Grandmaster's already grabbed him, or, like, Thor needs to go to the Grandmaster because sure. he's, like, in what's the comics the background, related to... What's the background of Planet Hulk? Uh, basically, well, in Planet Hulk, the Illuminati shoots him off into space, and he lands on this planet where he's forced to be a gladiatorial warrior, and oh. then he becomes king of the planet, and but they blow him up, and he goes back to Earth, and that leads into World War. Hulk, which is a good one. But this seems more like Hulk willingly left, or potentially got kidnapped. We don't know yet, but uh, it's seeming more and more like this will be a straight-up... So it's almost like Thor v Hulk, uh, Ragnarok.
0: I would see. You think it's going to be like that?
1: In my thought, it would more be like
0: they were the Planet two people Hulk. vacant from the last movie.
1: They were, so oh. it makes sense that they want Hulk to show up again. Yeah, in my mind, it'll be more like a. Is he in it? The actor. Yeah, Mark Ruffalo's been announced for a while. He was, like, uh, the I second person announced. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he's been, he was before anybody else. So, okay, um, so he's in it barring hardcore. Barring Thor. Okay, okay. Uh, there are other Thor, like, original cast members that hadn't even been announced yet, yeah, but yeah. Banner was in there. Um, to me, it'll probably be something like Thor finding Hulk and maybe getting stuck in the gladiatorial games yeah, for a I minute. Yeah, f- I would see that. I would see more. it like the kiln on in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Where yeah, they're in yeah. prison for a, for a little bit. yeah, yeah. That's how I would see it. And then Hulk's like, all right, I'll help you out. Or something to that effect. Right. We don't know. Right. This is all speculation, but, but that I would be my guess. Um, I
0: see. So because it's all off world, um, I was just thought of a joke when you guys were talking about how it's ninety percent off uh, off world. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, so you're saying there's ten percent on Earth? All right, <laughs> you know. Now, anyway, um, no, that's it's interesting. I mean, if it's going to be all off world, and we know Hulk's in it big time, I'm just I'm a little late to the party on this. Uh, then obviously you know, you got to think about, okay, I get it now. Yeah. I get it now. <laughs> okay, uh, I get it. Okay.
1: So I'm a little more excited for Thor Ragnarok. I do think it's overall the weakest series in the Yeah, well, and Collective, I, I, yeah. but maybe slapping the other one that didn't make it past the first movie in there will, you know, help out. I don't know. I'm, yes. I'm a little more excited. Um, it's my least anticipated Marvel movie for next year right. because there's well, also I mean, Spider-Man, Spider-Man and Guardians. And Guardians. And Guardians. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it'll be interesting. yeah uh, after that, uh, the one last bit Can't of movie Guardians Part Two is
0: already here. Well, in a year, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's coming pretty soon. Uh, Wasn't Guardians just last two year? years ago? Oh wow! Yeah, no, it only feels like a year. What was last year? Uh, last year's movies Ultron. were Age of Ultron and Ant Man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, and times flying, dude. Yeah, it is. So the Flash director left. Right. And now there's been a new one. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, yeah. uh, director of Dope. From from yeah, dope was a fun movie. Yeah, I remember the night you went to see that. Yeah, you saw Jurassic World. I did. I, well, I made the wiser choice. No, I don't. I don't know. I oh, was, Jurassic World one of the highest grossing movies of all time. So, Transformers. Dope yeah, was really. close. Um, <laughs> no,
0: I mean that, that is not a fair comparison. Well, you're, you're going to take... go
1: strict box office. I'm not. Batman v Superman made 900 million. Did it? Or something like that. I thought yeah, it was not. I thought or it or didn't right. do like that well. It might, well, okay, well, it dropped off in the but then it weeks, still but, did really well.
2: Well, the first weekend and all that, it was inevitably going to make a ton
1: of money. Yeah, but nine hundred million. All right, yeah. I gotta look this. That's up, still low for what they were projecting. Yeah, uh, it's it might be seven hundred. It's somewhere high. Is the point? This uh, was an
2: interesting choice, though, because I mean, like, I, I like. I mean, I, you know, I don't know much about uh, him, but oh my god, eight hundred seventy-one. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't go for someone from like sci-fi fantasy background or anything like that, and, I mean, it, it was kind of,
1: you know... I think, I would hope... I don't know, Dope is a very funny movie, yeah, but yeah. it also is able to hit on some real stuff. Sure. So it seems like maybe the right tone for The Flash. Right, right. Um, I mean, I'm, I'd am i say, out of all, really, I mean, other than Justice Like
2: The Flash is the one I'm least excited about, just because we have such a perfect one on the show. You know, I'm, you know, I'm just... I don't really want to see his origin story done
1: again... Well, so, I don't like think we I, will. Well, I don't think it. Well, I think we'll get like a little Justice League type right, a scene right, of it. But a scene I think of it, yeah. I think they've been very upfront yeah. about moving
2: forward, other than right, Wonder Woman. Right, so, right? Who's to I say? mean, it's just one of the you know, like I'm really stoked about Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman and the Batman movie the flash movie i'm kind of indifferent to, just
1: because mainly because of the show I mean, it's, it's also moment. i mean it's still the yeah. one we know the least about uh, yeah 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 uh, but beyond anything past because right, after right. that there's things that are like, director, i don't even know if that movie will get made we yet. have a
2: director name and we have uh, the star and that's
1: pretty yeah great. uh so that is that i also wanted to briefly mention uh you out there might have noticed that we had done a bunch of comic book and sci-fi movies uh, and this is not an x-men apocalypse review and the reason for that is I'm the only one who actually saw X-Men Apocalypse. and uh... I need to go back. First of all, I need to go back and even watch Days of Future Past again.
0: It made so little of an impact on me <laughs> that I don't even remember what the fuck happened. All I remember is they're like, somebody's laying in like a gurney. Somebody's over them waving their hands around. And like time travel occurs. Wolverine's bouncing around. Uh, 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 what's his name from uh, Game of Thrones? He just slipped my head right now. Um, Peter Tyrion, Dinklage just oh, yeah. bouncing around doing a performance. It's not all that great. Although I love him, no matter what he does, unless it's in a movie called Pixels or a game and
1: called Destiny. No,
0: yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. He was actually, it turns out, pretty good in Destiny yeah. with a really bad script. But um, I mean, I, that movie is just so unmemorable. I mean, First Class was freaking brilliant. Well, you I know, really I, liked it, but it's just I was
2: a- watching a Screen Junkies video the other day, and they were talking about like how to fix the X Men franchise from here on and So wait, so it's the,
0: considered not a good movie Apocalypse? Oh
2: Apocalypse is getting like it's getting pretty slammed critically and everyone is I think saying that's the
1: like second lowest meta yeah, or just, tomato meter score. I've oh, heard wow.
2: I've heard either like not good or mediocre. And so that's why I just I saw the nice guys instead. I just didn't really care to see this one. It I was, can't
1: believe though that as
0: big a comic book fan as you are
2: I mean it would really want to see it. I'm, but dude it's getting to that point where there are so many superhero movies that yeah. I mean it's it's inevitable that we're going to. I mean, I know Jordan has. The, Are like, you going to rent it? Watch, uh, maybe eventually, but I mean, I, can't I don't even imagine. But no. it's just like I wanted to see the nice guys, and I didn't really want to pay money for both of them. And when I okay. when I heard everything about Apocalypse, and, and that's the thing is, we're at that point where you know, with the amount of superhero movies today, I know Jordan, you have a commitment to seeing every single one, and I that's mean, totally fine. That's but like, not
1: like it's a blood oath, but I, I think like it, it kind of is. is. You, you went kinda Thursday kinda
0: night days. at ten to see this movie, which and you saw. Carol- all of, I know you. I see all of them. And you you said said saw it's Fantastic not like a Four last off? year too I on saw, Thursday,
2: and I saw. I never saw the Fantastic Four movie. You know, like I just didn't. Really, I have seen I, it. I needed. I didn't need to. So I. I mean, I just. Have, I mean, uh, you know, for ones that I just kind of know are going to be either mediocre or bad, I don't. I'm not really going to rush to see. So like. I mean, yeah. That's entirely
1: and, logical. I'm yeah. not even disputing uh, it. I'm I, the one
0: disputing I, I it. And I'm I, the and, one disputing it because.
1: You just I, admitted you haven't seen Thor the
0: Dark World yet. That was no, no, was... no, no, no. But I'm not as big. I'm not like you, you guys are about comics. I love comics, but I'm not as hardcore as you guys are. I guess you don't really care about X Men that much, though, right? I'm still an X Men fan, but, like, oh, okay. one of the
2: things I, uh, that um, this video brought up is that, okay, Brian Singer has directed, like, almost all of them. He's directed X1, X2, Days of Future Past, and this. He's been doing this for like 15 years, which in some ways really cool, but in other ways, uh, like this guy was saying that he's kind of retreading just the same plotline over and over again. I see. And so it is getting very just repetitive over and over. And you know, ever, I mean, for a villain like Apocalypse and actor like Oscar Isaac, I don't want to see either of them just reduced to this one dimensional. Oh, genocidal, take over the world kind of villain because that could have been so much more, and so I just didn't really have any interest. I mean, yeah, I'll probably see it eventually on like yeah. DVD. I, you know, I, like people, I just didn't say like they hated it, but yeah. they didn't convince me to see it either. So,
0: so the only the, yeah, the the thing to me is I just. I see, like you guys love comic books, like you do. I love comic books too, a, yeah. a ton. I'm more of a creator-owned comic book fan. I mm-hmm. like hearing all about the big stuff, and I watch, right. I read Batman well, and stuff. Well, I've gotten more, ignorant I'm much more in the last year. I'm much more of a creator-owned guy. So that's the kind of when there's a creator-owned comic book-based yeah, right. movie, yeah. I'm there yeah. like yes. immediately. Um, generally, well, I'm sure you can pull out exceptions, but I generally, not, I wasn't. <laughs> no, anyway. Um, but but um, you know, when I see you guys the way you love like superheroes, and then. Yeah. A company takes $250 million to bring that to life. It's not even worth going to the big screen. It's crazy. I guess what's what you said. Well, cause it's they, so mean, much. No, this isn't a criticism of you. This is me taking that as as as, as interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that that's kind of where things are now. Right, right. That there's so many. There's such a, a wealth of comic book movies. You could pick and choose. Yeah. That's well, crazy.
2: It, I mean, look, I mean, they're not, it's not just a summer or fall thing anymore. It's year-round. I mean, we've already gotten, let's see. Deadpool, BVS, Civil War, and Apocalypse. We've still got Suicide and Doctor Strange this year. Right. Um, that's an idea counting the animated ones come out. You know, we cover the superhero shows, so it does get, co- I mean, as much as I love superheroes, it does get exhausting when you're covering all of it, and you know, and, it, and when it's a choice where I only have so much money to spend, and I was really looking forward to the nice guys, and I love that. i a Shane Black fan. So I just saw
1: that instead, and, yeah. That's awesome. I, you know, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. My point, original point, was just to say I was going to share some thoughts on that kind of. And I want to hear them. Go ahead. Um, if you don't, if, if if I'm trying to, I don't want to really. I don't know. Okay.
0: I was pulling teeth to try to get some scoop on this movie before. So give well, me Well, that's
1: because if Days of Future Past is ephemeral in your memory now, you might forget seeing this. Like while the credits are rolling, like this <laughs> movie is just—it's kind of the definition baseline of just there. Um, that's that's crazy. what you
2: tweeted, yeah. I don't know. Yeah,
1: it is. It's hard to say it's bad or that it's good. It it has a lot of bad parts in it. It has more bad than good in it. How's Quicksilver? Um, repetitive. Really? Not it's, even that's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, it's the it, exact same scene where
0: time slows down. He grabs bullets out of the air and rinse repeat.
1: No, he like saves everyone in the school from an explosion. But it's it's longer, but it doesn't add a whole lot new, other than Pizza Dog, which is apparently lower. The enough. other thing, to, well, the review
2: on um, all that's epic that is it Pizza like. Dog from Hawkeye.
1: No, no, this is a, this is just a dog that happens to be eating a piece of pizza when he saves him. In it. Like,
2: anyway, like the review on all that's epic, I by the other big movie TV writer, he said that the first hour was just a mess and that it's the same thing of you know, recruiting characters and all that and it's all I mean, most of the characters that are being recruited by the X Men are Cyclops, Gene, Storm, other versions of them, but we already know these stories well. I, I how's know, Game of Thrones you know, check I, as
1: Gene? I well one second, let me okay. onto that first. Okay. As far as the opening hour, I mean it is the dullest. No, no, honestly, the whole thing's dull. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna say that the, the first hour is probably the best in terms of doing what I would expect the first Hour of a movie to right, do, right, which is right. set up. Honestly, like, a, I, I heard going in that it was a lot of just repetitive apocalypse recruiting people scenes, mm. and it's really not. They're pretty brief. He doesn't, it's not like he gives the same speech over and over again. It's just him recruiting. And now, the bigger problem I am the first X-Man ever. Be my children. The, yeah. I mean, the big problem is, right? just, kind of, the big problem is, I mean, these are all new characters that he's recruiting, mm. and they don't, the movie doesn't really do a lot to establish. Why we should care? Honestly, yeah, the movie doesn't establish why we should care about anybody. Yeah, right? and even yeah. even the characters coming back, you might have some goodwill towards. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really give new reasons to care. Yeah. Um, the new cast. My my big takeaway was the new cast actually isn't bad. I didn't think they didn't have anything to even to How's Psylocke. I uh, just heard sort it of there. In it. Uh-huh. She is. She's barely in it, and she barely does much other than fight. Really, Angel, Storm, and Psylocke all just sort of. Show are standing up. in the background as they get added to the team. Mm-hmm. Magneto's the main one, obviously, because it's Fasbender,
0: um, right? And I've heard those scenes, although albeit brief, are brilliant between him and, and
1: uh, Xavier. Eh. Okay. They kind of re- they recreate like the opening speech from X Men. Yeah. Or well, that's the closing like, speech, like, one of the speeches. Thing too is like none
2: of the trailers really hooked me. Like the lines, like you know. Uh, then unleash them, this is war, and then, like, the world needs the X-Men. I'm like, come on. Like, this is what... Like, you're another big apocalyptic threat, and, Okay, so what did you want instead? I just wanted something, a new story, like, a new character, but it's just... I don't know, this kind of thing where... uh, I mean, another one-dimensional villain. It's getting really old. Like, this is what I like about Civil War, was it did... It had... A really emotionally driven storyline i thought it had multiple ca- i mean i talked about this in our review but like it had multiple characters multiple storylines but i thought it put them tied them together really coherently and you actually had strong motivations and i think a better villain i know you disagreed there no that's I mean, fine yeah yeah But yeah, i mean so it fixed a lot of problems it felt more fresh and entertaining in that
0: respect sure sure Anyway, interesting. But, no, no, that's that's interesting. I'm only playing devil's advocate here a little bit. I'm just interested in sure, sure. what you're thinking. I mean, I like. like I, how I, do I'm, you make a good X Men movie anymore? That's the question. Yeah, and you know? yeah, and is it possible? And what would that movie be? I, I don't. Does there need to be more X Men movies? I mean, it seems sure. like sure. I just think okay. Maybe
1: fire Brian Singer,
0: or maybe do X Force. Well, yeah, which that's they are going to com- do. I mean,
1: look, it, it, the
0: thing. Yeah, oh, by the way, this is a good moment to mention. I'll, I'll mention it in a second once
1: you're done with that because you have a good thought. But I want to mention Deadpool, and I saw it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, as far as X-Men Apocalypse, I, I hit some of these points really quickly. Um, to me, the worst part's the middle, because this this movie really only has one action scene. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess if you could count the Quicksilver... There's not really good fight scenes until the very end with mm. the big fight, and even to say that's a good one is kind of misleading. Right. But A lot of the middle of the movie is just Apocalypse shows up and then he bounces. Like yeah. he, they kidnap Xavier with no no fight. They just do it and they're gone, and then something happens that leads to a death that isn't even that impactful because again, it's not that great a movie. Um, and then there, the 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 Wolverine cameo is like specifically written into the film. It almost feels like, or they were just trying to fill time. There's a whole twenty minutes of this movie you could just chop out.
2: I am ready for Wolverine three because I mean, like, yeah, they I'm excited make, for that. That could be the best one. because I, I love really, Wolverine, I love Wolverine, and I really love I love that. the Wolverine, and I really love the old man Logan storyline that. This is supposed to be that's a awesome. loose adaptation of
1: um, the the yeah. So that's added. The action's not that great. It is very clearly a green screen that they're fighting. It's most mm-hmm. of the time. The final battle really just boils down to everyone shooting lasers at Apocalypse while Jean Grey and Doc or Professor X fight him in the mind. Um, and I feel like
2: with I know, with Apocalypse, you kind of have to develop uh, some sort of Deus Ex Machina or something to beat him because he's not unbeatable. Big
1: yeah, know, it's powerful. It's weird that there's... I mean, I get why, but putting all the focus on Mystique doesn't work when Jennifer Lawrence 100% does not want to be in this movie, and it, you feel it. That's what I heard, right? You know,
0: that's a big fucking problem. Now, that is a real easy way to say... We have, because I've heard it a lot, you know, they're trying to shift, they're trying to shift to her being the main character in the movie now, because even Hugh Jackman was like saying, it was like the company line, he was like, well, as I should get a little older, I'll never say no to an X-Men movie, but it's time for some new blood, and as a matter of fact, I feel like Jennifer Lawrence could really be a great Uh, next uh lead character in the movies, Uh and of course, here she is doing that, I had not heard that sounded well, like, like she was bored as fuck.
1: No, it's not even so much that. Because the thing that happened is she did First Class when she was basically a nobody. Right. And then she blew up. You know, rightfully so. She's been in a lot of great movies and she's a great actress. And she wanted to renegotiate the contract, which, you know, was for a trilogy. And uh, they said no. And so she was like, alright, you're paying me 10% of what anybody else pays me. And she just kind of said, F it. And hasn't done the makeup, did a bodysuit. Now she's she's been contractually obligated to appear in these movies underpaid relative to what else she does and
2: yeah,
1: you know if it's going to kind of have to be if they really wanted her back probably back up the money truck like they always say for Robert Downey Jr. a few mm-hmm. years ago she just clearly didn't want to be in the movie or put as much effort as she did in first class I, I thought she was yeah. alright I, 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 I didn't really notice anything wrong with her in Days of Future Past and a lot of people did mm-hmm. I thought she was still pretty committed there but in this one it really just feels like do you think this is a problem too that I've seen articles saying that and I didn't even
2: really think about this much, but then I'm like, oh yeah, that she makes this big speech in first class about you know be proud of your mutation and all that, and then we almost always see her as her human form, not as Mystique. And
1: yeah, there's the a very here? there's a very it because it, <laughs> in the trailers it
2: looked that way too. It's like there's, there's a very arts, clearly general
1: line, general dropped arts. line that does not jive with. Other parts of the movie that is very much clearly she wasn't putting on the makeup until we absolutely made her. Because a lot of the movies built around, like Storm, a lot of people see her as an idol for what happened in Washington. Mm -hmm. They like set her up as this huge proponent for mutant rights and bringing out and being proud. And then there's like like, Hunger Games. Well, there's a dropped line where she's like, I got sick of being, you know. Being what the world wasn't going to see me as, as like a proud mutant, and so that's like the drop line where she's like, "All right, I'm not going to put on the makeup." Yeah. And so it's like it's weird because they're clearly still breeding it, where it's like, "All right, this is our prize show dog." Mm-hmm. And not to compare it to a dog, it's just the first metaphor that popped into my head. But this is our prize show dog. We're going to malnourish it and neglect it, and then expect it to come back for another show next year, and it's insane. So I don't know where Good they're going to go with that. Yeah. It it's just unfortunate. Um, I don't know what you do in that situation, though. Like, what do you do if you are
0: if you are the the people who make these movies, these these X Men movies? You already have a huge cast. Of people you got to pay, and then your star, who you've got signed up uh, for a three movie contract when she wasn't that famous. So you you know you were giving her you know your trust back then. I am just putting playing the other side of this for a second. So I am not saying this is what I agree with, but I am just saying you've got her in this. You've got her for a trilogy. She blows up. Awesome. We bet on her. She she paid off great and then she's like yeah uh now i want 15 million a picture
1: you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, is it fair i mean i don't no. know I mean, she's what's... going to be a box i mean that's the logic so it's like well you're getting paid this much i it's when you're talking in this big an amount of money it, it, it feels like I, obviously yeah she's probably like getting two million th- now she wants 15 you know but I'm not saying, yeah. When you're looking at, you know, Days of Future Past being the top-grossing X-Men movie, and you're looking at the idea that she is, you know, box office draw is a reason you hire bigger mm-hmm. actors, right? It is. So in that sense, she should be entitled to the percentage that is relevant to. Uh, someone saw this movie because Jennifer Lawrence is starring in it as Mystique, right? And so for her to get shafted, it's a case of, well, why should I? Why should I bother if? Yeah, you put your trust in me, but why would I ever now put it back in you because you're not in any way trying to meet her in the middle? They were just like, it was a hard line now, you're not getting any more money type of thing. All
0: uh, right, yeah. Um, no, no, I mean, I just don't know how I feel about that. I'd have to look at a lot of other studies about how movies do that and handle new renegotiations and all of that stuff and, 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 and really think sure, about it. Sure, it's
1: hard to speak to, but, yeah. you know, that's what I've heard, and I can, I, I at least see You could viewpoint. see it. And then you, and you think, and you,
0: you you would say that you can see on the screen a lack of commitment. Uh, versus other performances. Yes, yeah, and by, in fairness, by J.
1: no one's great in this movie. I mean, it is mm-hmm. a very. That's
0: feels foamed in. The singer in it used to be such a baller. It used to be like, oh, they got Brian Singer back. Word. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, the ultimate thing I say about this movie is it really feels like they wanted to do X2 again. But they had a threat that was too big, and they weren't as invested in really developing the characters. Because really, there is that. There's you follow the bad guy team for a while, you follow the young students, and then you have like the adult cast. That's kind. Of, that's how X2 is set up. Yeah. With like the you know you have Rogue and Bobby Drake, and you have the professors, and then you have Magneto and the Brotherhood. You have those parallel storylines, and it feels like this is trying to it, but it's a lot of setup. There's not enough action, and uh, Magneto takes home the I guess. This is now the, the standard by which a super character should be judged in terms of mass murder. Like, Man of Steel had it for a while with, like, not caring. Magneto gets off scot-free at the end of this movie after he basically, like, starts genociding the planet. And it's just one of those weird disconnects where... No, he mm. was literally killing millions of people. Well, no, there's not much actively. you can do. He's
0: Magneto, you can't put him in jail, but... You can yeah.
1: mind-control him, I mean...
0: I guess, yeah. I'm anyway. I'm yeah, yeah. You put I him hear. in
1: jail, but he got that iron... <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was like. Man, X Two is a good movie.
1: Anyway, just oh, X Two is still the best overall. I like, I like no, all first three class. of the first movies.
0: Like, I nobody else likes the third one. But yeah. I, oh, I, you, you like the third?
2: I, one? I know, I know. A lot of people
0: hate me for that. I don't. Know, maybe, I'm, not, I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, slavish, yeah, I'm not slavish. I'm not slavish. Like like you talked to Tim, friend of the podcast, former host Tim. His thing about the third one is I don't want to get into a big thing about the third one. It's right. been talked to death. But nah, nah, nah. but it's it's that it it does so many things that are direct slaps in the face to fans of X Men comic and, and the real and the true fans of the show blah blah, blah 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 it does all kinds of dumb shit and in relation to the first two i was watching those movies when i was younger having a fucking blast they were all fun they were all entertaining and x3 is no different it's very fucking entertaining like yeah
1: it does all kinds of shit that pisses people off but i enjoyed it and this actually transitions into me wrapping up i think yeah pretty well because as i was thinking back over it this is probably not the worst film um, to me, the X three top... is <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> to me, the top three movies are still um, First Class, X two, Days of Future Past. I, think I would put that at top not three. the Wolverine or Deadpool. I still Deadpool's still just hard to count until it gets more. It. more. I
2: would, like. I'm, let's count. It's straight X Men Thumbs. I would say that only Switch would be X two is at the top.
1: Um, And, you know, those are the two that I think are just most accepted. So either answer's not wrong. Uh, It's, I think, preference in there. But, and, you know, if I were going to go worst, I would, or or objectively worst, it probably is, you know, um, either uh, X-Men The Last Stand for, you know, continuity and just disregarding what (sighs) had come before, or X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is arguably just outright terrible. (laughs) But, you know, I enjoy watching, like, Wolverine is one of my favorites because I like watching that movie. Because it has some pretty solid action. It's a stupid movie, but it's the kind of stupid action movie I that watch cool anyway. It in it. The yeah. merc with the mouth, that's sewn shut. Yeah, no, it's bad, but I enjoy watching it. Last Even Stand, that scene? Yeah.
0: You don't enjoy watching the scene around the big thing.
1: That's, again, I don't care about Deadpool that much. I mean, it, they did him raw. I don't. No, 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 no. Even that movie. scene
0: is not fun. I'm just. Saying. I don't know. But all right, the rest of the movie is really fun. I get it.
1: And then there's the Last Stand, which also has you know a pretty shaky story. Mm-hmm. But both of those movies have good action. This movie has nothing. Mm-hmm. It has a bland story. Everything's bland about it. So mm-hmm. ultimately, it's how's Oscar Isaac's performance? Oh, he's bad too. Unbelievable. He, he doesn't get anything to do. I mean, it sounds like no, he really doesn't. Um... It it's just overall a disappointing movie, and I probably if I were ranking him, it's at the bottom of the list for me. I mean, yeah. this was just a hard movie to even think about afterwards. I've yeah. forgotten so much of it. I'm struggling to remember much of anything that happened. And, uh, wow, that's bad. But, but if you really need to know the origin for how Professor X became bald, it's a big part of this movie. So check it out, as I guess we're all in. <laughs> um, uh, I, I do want to say that I saw Deadpool. Deadpool's fucking awesome. Have you yeah, seen okay. it? Oh yeah, the Deadpool's fun. Deadpool
0: is, I mean, that movie just... I, every time I was worried that they were about to go into, like, a ooh, Deadpool gets fucked over, or ooh, sad shit for Deadpool. I mean, aside from the first really sad mm-hmm. shit of him ending up in that condition. But I was always like, oh, no, his girlfriend's going to betray him. Nope, he gets the girl at the end. It's yeah, yeah. rad. Right. Like, yeah. that movie's just fun, front it to was. back. The movies, the, the jokes right. are funny. I had a blast. The fucking, uh, the action's great. The, I, I like everything about
1: that it's movie. It's a fun time. Uh, it's very basic. A big part of that's budget. A big part of that's... It's a it's an origin story, but it, it's overall a really fun time. I think, I think I think it subverts tropes, though. It yes does. and no. I okay. think it does. Um, no, the I the, the through We're line it. is just. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm just saying the the through line plot is a very basic, straightforward revenge yeah, story. But it doesn't go I, anyway. I hear you. I, I can see why you could, you would say that. Um, so there's that. That's all the movie news. And uh, now we have three books to talk about, pretty briefly, because I think only two of us have read. Or, well, we've read, read them to varying degrees. We're mainly talking about the big twists, but we've read these I've three read books. I've read two of the, the three. I've read one, and I think Rich has read none. So, mm-hmm. Alright, so which one are we doing first? Uh, let's start with the one that, uh, I think this will go well. DC Rebirth happened. Alright, let's do it. Uh, and this is, of course... Um, I'm holding up
0: the book now. It's baller. for the microphones to see. Microphone is looking at it right now. <laughs>
1: yeah, with its
0: glowing red eye. And it's um, it's, uh, it's by the way, sixty pages of, of main story and what eighty pages total for two ninety nine. And we I'd, got it free. And, yeah, and they got it free. A nice midnight event. Shout out to uh, Ultimate Comics. Absolutely. Um,
1: and so there's a lot to like in this book. Oh, I loved it. Um, it's basically the they, they they officially ended the branding I think last year, but this is officially. Uh, it's hard to even say the end of the new fifty two, but it's it is. I this mean, is. It is.
2: The, it's so not all like, the Reaper t- titles started. I mean,
1: it's a, I, I, I called it a debut when I read it, but it's not like fully. It's not like it's straight up well, a new yeah. universe or the old, It's it's the reveal in this book is that the New Fifty Two is not a new universe as much as it is a mysterious figure has taken ten years and altered the DC universe, right. leading to the state of the New Fifty Two. And that character
2: is none other than Doctor Manhattan from Watchmen. Is it? Yes, I was going
1: to build up more to that, but yeah, that's that's the big uh, reveal at the end uh, is, and I guess it's the thing a lot of people are talking about. But starting with the issue first, yeah, it's a really good story. I mean, it has Wally West, the right. original Wally West from pre-New Fifty Two, uh, like running through the Speed Force and trying to break through reality. He visits all these people. It sets up a lot of things and teases. I don't see
0: Doctor and- Manhattan up in here.
1: Very he's, end. He, he's not, I saw
0: his pin. Well, yeah, that's that. There's
1: narration there. from him too. That's straight out of. There's also what is clearly looks like a. This murder. looks like
0: fucking Rorschach, not fucking Doctor Manhattan. It's actually Matthew. the comedian.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. you! No. and the comedian. I've guy. read a <laughs> shit
0: ton of some Watchmen and the comedian. But guy. what I meant was Rorschach was the one in that movie. That, I mean, in that um, in the comic who is the watcher. He's the one who's actually watching people, walking around watching. The comedian's, like, got his fucking cigar, and he's probably well, he dies out. in the beginning. But It's just that that's the symbol. Anyway,
1: the, the point is... I get it. This is really about kind of introducing that The New 52 is, and it's a complete reboot. They can introduce things they want. All
2: the continuity matters, really, from the whole pantheon of DC.
1: Um, and the big thing with this is the original Wally West comes back. Yeah. He's yeah. able to reconnect with Barry Allen, and he's remembered, and um flashpoint turns out to have not been Wasn't that a great moment where flash... he, uh,
2: he where barry remembers no, and, no. and that would do that, that, that was a great i was moment. reading that past midnight and it was just like dude that was an emotional moment right there
0: you were kid flash <laughs> you worked cool. with me and then one day one day you disappeared fighting alongside the teen titans there was a teen titans ago.
1: That's another thing what, that got removed in the new fifty two was the history of the Teen Titans. I'll let you finish and then on. Um, it's a lot of things like that where it's setting up this idea that that continuity is still there and the characters are really it seems going forward going to have to find it as opposed to actively being given it back in like a single finger so snap. Will you explain what that means? There's moments like um, what, okay,
0: what's the deal? Like because I'm not understanding because I didn't read it. Okay, so so what is no let me let me phrase the question because okay. I, I know you know the answer but I want I want it to be phrased like this so. There was New Fifty Two. There was the original Fifty Two universe. Then New Fifty Two happened. How, at that point, the way New Fifty Two started was Flashpoint explained it uh, or, or led to it. New Fifty Two happens. Then New Fifty Two ends at some point. Then and then, how does this book no, no, no. fit in? That like, was what the, what happened. That was the mistake.
1: Okay, New Fifty Two didn't end. They just stopped the branding. you know. For the longest time, New 52 was on every book, on every trade. Right. They just took that away. They're like, all right, we're done with the But New it 52. was still the New 52. It was still the same continuity. What this book does is it opens with narration from Wally West, and they're in the Batcave, and he runs in from like through the Speed Force and appears to Bruce Wayne and starts talking, you have to remember, you have to remember me, what happened, all this basically. Because Wally um, West has this, the original Wally West... Has been absent from the DC Comics and universe,
2: people, and for fans years. have been clamoring, right? And they uh, introduced right. the we new have, Wally we have West, the new one, but yeah, he's uh, black. Yeah, um, but the original one has been absent for years now, and so
1: and he's like, he's like remember
2: said, me? And no one is remembering him. As it's
1: and so as he goes around talking to people, reconnecting, it, it drops a lot of these hints of people remembering what life used to be like, or you know, the old continuity. There's, like, a brief moment in there where Green Arrow and Black Canary see each other from across a field, and they vaguely remember their... They don't... Again, they it's remember not too explicit. Yeah, they remember the, being in love, the marriage doesn't go super specific, but that's what a lot of this mm-hmm. is kind of... And love coming back is a big part of the book. Yeah, That's yeah. been absent. No marriages was, you know, the famous stance DC had that was a problem with the Batwoman book. You know, no marriages, and now and why, that's...
2: why um, Oliver Queen and Lance have been, like, not together, real, Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Um, although, in fairness, they were they were always on again, off again. So they were on, off again. That. But
2: there was an at like there's a moment here. The big thing about this issue is that it's very much a meta commentary on DC itself. It's taking back and looking at uh, the fact that the universe as we've known it, as the creators have known it, we're growing up has been tainted, and it has been there have been you know, um, gaps and. Things change that
0: just comics happen. Right, right, comics happen. They just don't sit no.
2: right. And uh, and there's a moment where Wally looks at um, Oliver and Dinah and sees that they're not together, and he's like, "That's wrong," you know. And like he's just trying. So he's to the everything. so
0: he's the fanboy from that was was hating New Fifty Two. Essentially, in a way, I'm trying to make it more blatant than it is. but in a way, he's like, a when way. Wally West shows up at the beginning, it's like a cheer moment for any fanboy. It's, who Very loved that. Definitely. And then Wally runs through and says, remember me? Right. It's like every fanboy grabbing the writers of the New 52 where people are like, dude! By the lapel, yes. say, dude, yes. snap out of it! Yes. I'm Wally West and yes. this book sucks!
1: Yes. You know? Anyway. Um, anyway. The but big... that's that's what you mean by meta, right? Yes. Yeah. And, oh, and, and we'll get to that with the ending too because there's a, there's a way to look at it that a lot of people pointed out that I think works. But... What the book's really doing is just kind of opening up the the doors again and allowing it because I mean you know it's by Jeff Johns the title is probably no accident this is the guy who brought back Hell Jordan with Green Lantern Rebirth brought back Barry Allen with yep. uh, Flash Rebirth right. so this is bringing back the DC and this universe is very much like I would I read this
2: as very much a sequel to Flashpoint other people said that as well um, um, it just feels like that and this well not guess, to
0: mention that was what brought New 2 in it re- yeah and, and, and this is what's taking it out and that's
2: the other thing too is. By having this twist at the end, we learn that Barry isn't really responsible for the New Fifty Two as much because we realize that there is this outside force that has been messing with the timeline and has made all this stuff happen. So it really wow, that it. is the
0: so, ultimate, ultimate, supreme Deus Ex Machina of all supreme de- I mean, Deus but, Ex machinas. But,
1: but yeah, the, the thing they do now—the nah, one thing I didn't like—is is they, that they really is that not true? I wouldn't say so because I think it works. That not
0: only was, that was, I'm not saying that doesn't work. But are you not saying that... Deus Ex Machina isn't necessarily a negative thing, just because people have given that a negative association. Uh. Deus Ex Machina can mean, like, oh, uh, I mean, it's like they went up three levels and they're like, no, these guys weren't pulling the strings.
1: This guy was pulling the strings on the guys pulling the strings. (laughs) Ha 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 ha. I mean, it just seems like a retcon more than anything. All right, all right. Like, because they basically say, no, everyone thought Pandora was responsible and that's the red cloaked figure that was in all the first issues. Um, She gets atomized in this issue. But see, what's funny is, though, at that point... She was responsible. You know what I mean. That this
0: Manhattan thing is only later. I don't later. even know if they so, ever so, thought
1: that. that that character got muddled and never really explained. Okay, okay. So it's hard to fully give that. All I'm saying but, is before the, the rebirth was ever an apple
0: in Jeff Johns' okay. eye, Flashpoint did cause the new. 52. Yeah, but that's about anything in comics. Sure, sure, way, so. sure. But let's not say this like, was some master plan. Right, I'm not saying.
1: Right, no, 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 no. I don't want to say that. But I'm just saying in terms of it being like the king of kings of, like, Davis, I'm talking. going It just seems like business as usual in a lot of ways, more of the way I'd look at it. Okay. Um, so there's this mysterious character that shows up called Dr. Oz. Yeah, which... And who yes. knows... Ozzy yeah. yes. No, I don't know why anyone would think that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the issue, it, it, the issue ends after talking about how there was someone else who reached in and, j- like, messed with the universe, and, you know, Wally says, someone's watching, and behind the letter that he was given from his father from the Flashpoint universe, Bruce finds the Watchmen pin. And then it cuts to Mars with straight narration straight out of Watchmen, and it cuts to, like, the clock face. The countdown to midnight clock ticking backwards now. Right. So, Rorschach, there are all other things, you know, he talks about maybe trying to make his own life in Watchmen Mm -hmm. proper, and this seems to be like, oh, he found the DC universe and and started messing with it. what I like about it, too, is
2: it's not like they're setting up Doctor Manhattan to be this big baddie that they have to fight, and that would be because that would, I just think, feel really underwhelming. It's not so much that, it's that he's the ultimate watchmaker and he's experimenting here, and he didn't quite realize the ramifications of this experiment and what it would do. To mean, the has any of I that want. been
0: said, or is that just like what maybe it's more speculation?
2: Theory? But I think, I mean, that's the vibe I got, and okay. I had read some articles that think that way too. It's just because that would that to me would be disappointing if they just made made him a villain ultra villain and they had to fight that would just be really boring but the fact that it's this outside force that you know made this slight altercation and didn't realize the effects of it because i mean he's over there on mars he's gonna be experimenting he doesn't really you know and you know not realizing the extent of his own powers and what a small change to
0: so now what so now officially what happened so what so what what happened in Flashpoint and how does this so change so they just that?
2: kind of reset it just provided just, them a way for resetting
0: but you really, said though but, that it's oh, not and, that well, it's like, not that New Fifty Two didn't happen so it all exists what so does that like, mean okay, well, like, like, big been... thing
2: too is New Fifty Two Superman is dead um, he dies in the final issue of New Fifty Two Superman so the original Superman is back okay. that's a big pivotal plot point um, the other one is that while the finally justice or justice league 50 was supposed to reveal the identity of the joker it ends by saying that there are actually three jokers um wow so um,
0: is that, that why means, there were jokers throughout history in that snyder book possibly yeah well there's,
1: there's all no i think they're talking about like in present day there's three jokers yeah.
0: um that's interesting yeah it is
1: there's a lot of like, for now but yeah it's not going to
0: be good and when they look back on it in the annals of history
1: there's, there are, but like, you know, the, the, but make those stories now. We don't know what Doctor Manhattan did officially. They right. say Wally says that they lost ten years, and that's not sure to say if like ten years were removed or if right. it's the ten years since like bat zero year where the the superheroes have existed yeah, since yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There's like room for where because basically Doctor Manhattan like reached in and did I'm going to do all this stuff, and the meta commentary is that Wally talks about how things had been getting dark. And they've been dark for a while already, right. which stretches back to the Me fact comic. that Watchmen is where comics got dark. And that's, you know, continued to the present day. It's and then New
0: 52 days. was taking that and turning it up to 11, Spinal Tap style. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. And that, that's and, been a and,
1: big criticism against the New 52. Right.
0: And so what? who better to have done that than a Watchmen character, people who at the very, you know, way back brought darkness to comics. Exactly. Yeah. Brought even more darkness, took it even up one level further. Exactly. That makes some sense. So I see what you're saying. You're saying it's a very, although it's a retcon, although it's a deus ex machina, potentially, it's one that's very elegant.
1: Yeah, and it's also the final, I mean, it makes sense from a business point. It's really impressive they hadn't done it before now. Yeah, they're bringing Watchmen into the main universe. Uh, and is, are they all coming? That, There's speculation. Right, yeah. There's, like, apparently... Because they did before Watchmen a few years ago. So, oh,
0: I know that, yeah. but... Well, are they all coming into the DCU? There's, it
1: seems likely. I, yeah. the uh, Dr. Oz is pretty clearly probably going to be Ozymandias. Right. right. Rorschach... Uh, well, not Rorschach. Uh, Dr. Manhattan. There, there are, like, it's some speculations... Blue. About new characters that have been introduced that might be, be the Watchman characters. might be... Like, there's apparently this faceless redhead guy that could be Rorschach. Um, some people are speculating the Joker... One of the three Jokers is going to be the comedian. I got an um, idea. There's I got a, an idea. What's his name? Um,
0: uh, uh, Rorschach was actually uh, Drifter. Is that the character I'm thinking of? Grifter? Grifter. Grifter was really Rorschach the whole time. You just didn't see his... Anyway. Um, Same...
1: Yeah. And then there's two new characters from the Batman run who are like Gotham stylized heroes mm. that people are thinking in might be Silk Spectre and Night Owl. So, yeah, 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 man, yeah people yeah. Love, All that's kind of shaky speculation, yeah. but. Right. Uh, you know, as far as the decision goes.
0: I, but what is it? But you said that it doesn't negate. Maybe we just don't know yet. Does it negate Nifty 52? Did it happen? Did it not? It all happened. It all happened. Like, happen, yeah. You know, altered yeah. I mean, them. Okay. And then the events we saw happen. It doesn't matter. Well, no, are they going to bring back, like, like is this going to just bring back, wait, what was this comment one of you guys made about how now they have to work towards getting back to the old 52?
1: Because people are, like, starting to remember, and the new 52 still happened to them, it's like they were experimenting on, it's like if you got amnesia, and then you lived 10 years of your life not remembering, and then suddenly, you know, you got it, snap, yeah. and you remembered everything from before your amnesia, but you still had those 10 years where you didn't remember anything, and that was your life that's kind of what they're treating the new 52 like. That's cool, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's just the best way I can think to equalize it. It's
2: almost like, you know what, I think when you said that, it's like um, in Spider-Man, post-Superior Spider-Man, when Peter Parker gets back and do fighting and all that. So he's back, but he has to deal with all the ramifications of what Doc Ock's done in his life as Spider-Man and all that. Yeah,
1: this is just more of, they actually are the characters. Right, right, exactly, yeah. Um, So, overall... interesting. Interesting. But Spider-Man wasn't. Yeah, Spider Man wasn't at all himself. It was Doc Ock. And, and Superman yeah. wasn't. Well, Superman, the New Fifty Two Superman was like a different version. He was created specifically for the New Fifty Two yeah. to be. He, some, think I, about, I haven't read those issues.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, because Superman was the one that they changed the most. Like, I mean, Batman was more or less I mean, it, right. like Batman really right. wasn't changed. Yeah, no, really and Justice no.
0: League didn't really change, and something else wasn't it? Yeah, um, there are a couple Green books liner, that stayed. yeah, yeah, yeah like Green Lantern.
2: Yeah, because. Green Lantern just kind of carried over from... Because Jeff Johns was already writing for it, and he wrote yeah. the first three volumes of 52 Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh-oh. And then
0: Venditti was like, what's up? Yep. Um, Interviewed him. <laughs> I read... Now, that is one era, back in the New 52, if you remember, and I'm sure you do, Jordan. I got hardcore into superhero comics for that. It really <laughs> pulled me in. So this might pull me in again, because yep. that was fun. I'm
1: tempted... I, like, the Rebirth issues have started to come out, and it, it's... I mean,
2: people are raving. about, like, all, Raving? I, I mean, I... Think about oh, uh, how IGN can be really tough sometimes. Yeah. They were giving eights and nines to, like, all the number ones. So, complete, so what know. is
0: the idea? Like, that the new, this new, this new... Well, new it's I mean, new it's, a,
2: a... it's another, the, but it's promising a hopeful, a more hopeful future for the DC universe. It's now, not, the... I mean, like, like you said, it's not completely ignoring the New 52 in any way. It's taking in the continuity of all
1: that up until now, and just, it's just building a
2: new story from here, um building on all The that. big
1: question, of course, um, you know, I actually think it makes for an alright cliffhanger to have Rorschach be revealed, or, not I keep saying Rorschach. Manhattan. Manhattan be revealed, but it's gonna be execution. I mean, there are gonna be some people oh, who yeah. just outright hate this and don't want it to happen. I guarantee I you, that. Tim, friend of the show Tim, he's gonna hate this. I've been, I've really wanted, I haven't seen him since this happened, I really want to hear his opinion, because if you go all the way back in our, uh, the Joy of Gaming Archive we had an episode where we talked about before Watchmen and he was just staunchly against it he where I've it. seen yeah, I've, yeah.
2: I've seen other this blog, is, you know. I've seen other bloggers stuff that didn't really uh, had stopped reading DC around when the 52 happened and just got really turned off by it and then read Rebirth and they're now back on board well
0: exactly because it gave them exactly what they wanted yeah. it's just like here you go here's a delicious cookie that you've been asking for for 10 years <laughs> 6 years oh no man I don't want that cookie dude
1: and there's also... Who knows how that'll happen? And then as far as the tone thing, that comes down to... I mean, you know, it's one thing when Jeff Johns is writing a 60-page story that touches on everybody. Mm-hmm. It's gonna come down to the creative teams and what they do but with it. But that's why this is promising what you're saying, that they're well-received. Because IGN, I mean, ab- ab- aside from being... I read a
0: lot of that, too. And yeah. Aside from being um, maybe harsh sometimes, like you said, they're also pretty well-read people. They're very read People well-read. know what they're fucking talking about, generally. And, I mean, you look at the creator
2: lineups for Reaper. They've got... I mean, Christopher Priest is writing... Deathstroke. We've got Tom King on Batman. Love Tom um, King. Oh, just all these. I mean, a lot of just big names. Other Williamson on Flash. Like they've, I think, done a really great job selecting creators, and I think it's their opportunity to really let them do their thing and kind of just make, uh, you know, they don't have to do make big a beautiful things like, new future. Right. They don't. Have, well, they don't have to do big things like Convergence all the time. They can have, you know, like. More self-contained books within the uh, within
1: each solo one. You know? Okay, all right, I'm down with that. that. That that's a that's a very optimistic future. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. will DC Rebirth will yeah. happen. We'll talk about it as it comes becomes relevant. Yeah. Um. Beyond. Do we do, are we doing the next one? Yeah. Uh, as far as DC Rebirth, though, it okay, should have yeah. been the talk of the day. But Marvel, of course, knowing of course, what yeah. was coming, decided to drop their own bombshell oh, yeah. for the day, and that was Captain America number one. Or Steve Rogers, Captain America. I think number. you went do Civil War II first because I've read that one.
2: I can kinda of talk a little bit. But, no, no, do I, this uh, one and
1: then you talk about that one last because he's already right, got, me that, <laughs> he's go go got me pumped. He's got me pumped.
0: I'll do it, in a go minute go in a go go minute. Go um
1: so uh Or does that fuck up your Civil War two? No, I thought no, 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 okay. this came out first anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh <laughs> oh man not, Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer exactly. Nick Spencer has been writing Cap for a while, now Cap Falcon. Right. Um I love the
2: seventy fifth anniversary issue. Oh my gosh,
1: that's fantastic. Uh, so this was Steve Rogers finally euthified again, got the serum back. Oh yeah! He got his weird new detachable shield. Oh yeah! Uh, and so you don't know how this ends yet. Nope. And the spoilers okay. for oh, the I first reaction, issue... Man. I can't believe you've missed it on the internet. Really? It's like, it's been I've been all that over. busy this week. Okay, because um, it has been all over. So he's, he's leading this anti Hydra task force. They go to rescue Dr. Eric Selvig, coming over from the movies mm-hmm. as a major character. He's teamed up with uh, Rick Flagg and US agents? I think so. I'm not I forget who yet. the other person is. But the issue ends with him, Rick Flagg, and Eric Selvig on a helicopter together. And Captain America pushes Rick Flagg out of the helicopter to his death. And the last page is a splash with Captain America saying, Hail Hydra. And then it's revealed that he's been a Hydra sleeper agent his entire life. Or he's been an... A- a sleeper agent is the wrong word. He's been an active Hydra agent his entire life. And it shows like flashbacks to his mother being like handed a pamphlet for a Hydra rally in the 40s. Uh. <laughs> no way! <laughs> no way! And they've said in interviews, this is the status quo. This is a major change. It's how it's going to be going forward. He's been a Hydra agent the whole time. Wait on your reaction. (laughs) I don't know what to say. That's fucking crazy. He's
0: one of the big for original Marvel characters. To do that is to take and uh, take tilled earth. And just tear it apart and just rip it, the foundations out of the very Marvel Universe that people know and love. I remember when Cap got changed like little ways. I'd hear people in the comic book stores ranting and raving. This isn't the Cap I remember. And That's blah, any blah, character blah. ever. Especially <laughs> Cap though. Cap's one of those characters, there's a rabid fan base. I mean, does he the Boy just, Scout. Right, he, but, he's yeah. the Boy Scout. He doesn't just represent Marvel, he represents America. Yeah. People get really passionate and dug in about
1: him. And they took him and made him a Nazi? No! And that's the that's one of the many points worth discussing with this issue. But they did not make Captain America a Nazi. And that's that's one of those places Is where... Is Hydra not German? Not in the comics. They're an ancient, thousands-year-old organization. They're, uh, they're, uh, they're, but they're, they're, a st- a quick they're uh, Yeah, they're, They started as a spy organization to fight Nick Fury in the <laughs> 60s. In the movies, they are more closely tied to the Nazis. But even in the movies, they make a point of... Of Johann Schmidt being like, nah, we separated from the Nazis; we're our own thing," and also evil, also all about genocide. Sure, but the Nazi <laughs> part—the Nazi part—is a big thing that's been pulled out. And looking at it from a comics, and this is—I mean, comic for what, point I mean of I'm view, just pointing that out just because that's a lot of times what people think about Hydra. But just that he's evil is enough. Yeah. That's horrible. But go ahead. Okay, he's evil. Yeah, I and mean, if you're opposed to that, that's fine. But you know, there've been a lot of things calling the Spencer anti-Semitic. He's because of course he's a comic creator he's been getting the death threats right, which right. is ridiculous he had nothing man
0: no i no, don't no, no, even no. know
1: if he made this idea i would guarantee it and then that's another thing where people are like it's just a marketing grab it's just a you know it's a cheap stunt and i'm like mm. This feels like Nick Spencer wrote it because, like, Mm. if you've even looked at his other book, like, particularly his Captain America with Sam Wilson, he's been setting them up as ideologically different anyway. He's reintroduced a lot of this old school hate and these groups. Mm. It does feel like, to me, just looking at it, I haven't read the issue yet, but it looks like, no, this is a story Nick Spencer wanted to tell, that, yeah. Now, from a marketing perspective, you put this issue out the same day as your rivals put out their big issue. That makes sense from a Right. You know, we, we need I'm to not get one calling over. it like that. I'm just saying that to hate on him for okay, something that's hating is, on everybody. It marvels every he's the writer, yeah, everyone's he's gonna get the death threats. Yeah. And, and all I'm shouldn't. saying is, that, is that, isn't,
0: that if anybody, everyone, and If gets, anybody should be held accountable for that strong decision that they made, it should be the company, not the writer. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. That's
1: true. I mean, death threats are yeah, because they unacceptable. Yeah. Death threats no are unacceptable
0: no matter what. But right. what I'm talking about is constructive criticism from sure. people online. Sure, Fuck sure. death. Now, take right. death threats and just throw them out. That, yeah, I'm right, not talking right. about that. I'm but, talking about people that are angry about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it up with Marvel, right, not I some geeky dude who writes awesome comics <laughs> in yeah. his living room. Um, He's not hateful, bro. Right. You know?
1: uh, and you know the big thing is like I, I think people the Nazi thing is really catching people and maybe they well, forget the Nazi. I just know that's one of the big criticisms. Okay, but don't don't
0: attach that to me because. I, that is not, <laughs> not a my matter, thing. Not, not, not. That is not um, my big thing is Hydra's the Nazis. I don't give a shit.
1: But the thing people have brought up, he was specifically created as a character by two Jewish writers to right. punch Hitler in the face. Yeah. And so this, some people are saying, I think it's a little harsh to say anti-Semitic. Um, and if if you feel that way and you are Jew, of Jewish descent and it's gotten you like that, I understand being upset if this character has meant a lot to you. I mean, I was kind of, you, there are always going to be things that make you feel iffy. But obviously, the death threats are too far. And if you don't like this story, you don't have to buy the book. Mm-hmm. I think. It's- well, no, but it, but it is fundamental, like you
0: like you pointed out, with Marvel saying no, this is the new status quo going forward. The Cap- Captain America change on this level is fundamental to everything. Sure. So not reading this but- book. If you're a Marvel zombie like you are, and you felt really strongly about that character, let's say Captain America was your Spider-Man, maybe you would have been cool with it. Maybe you wouldn't. But if you weren't, it would hurt. Sure. But I think I'd have been cool with it. Um, because I, like the really? thing this
1: has been compared to, is I don't know. I don't
0: think you're putting yourself in that position, man. Like, I've I'm been too. in that
1: position. No, no I was in that very position.
0: different, very, very, very different for a guy that was completely good to be taken over by an evil dude. Rather, but than it was the, the, guy it was the, no, the guy that you think idolized The guy that you idolized was, was Martin, at his core. At his core yeah. was, and I would evil. say what I always say was evil. This is the not first...
1: was taken over by an evil dude. I'm. I don't see a difference. I mean, it's it's a similar. Wow. I, it's a similar. I huge, disagree more. It's a similar huge status quo shift that changes the character. I'm not for saying what,
0: it doesn't help you. I'm not saying you're not able to understand somewhat of what people would be feeling. I get what. But what this saying, is a million times more cataclysmic to the core of that character. Five, what but what it's saying. temporary. You think it's going to be everything I, I mean, in comics is temporary? Are. That's
2: what I said when I. I mean, okay. So James Gunn said that. You know, if you're a 42 year old something dude that says that a comics company ruined your childhood because of a plot twist, you might want to consider that your childhood wasn't that great. And of course, he gets like that's funny. And of course, he gets hate messages back. Sure, he's outspoken. Sure, Um, and so I shared that, and what I said was like what Jordan said. I'm like, okay, Doc Ock is Spider Man, Jim Gordon is Batman. Anytime you know DC Marvel do stuff like this, they never last. And so I'm giving this whole
0: thing like maybe a year. Okay, you know, but but how do you retcon this? That's and Who's I don't to say. I'm yeah. curious
1: your thoughts. My thought know. is well, the first thing that comes to mind is that no one's really talked about is you know Secret Wars just happened. That's the thing. I mean, they rebuilt the universe, and however much they're saying these are the original characters, it could be as easy as this is a cap from another world. Right, right. It could be as easy as. Reality, yeah, reality cube thing. stuff or cosmic cube stuff. There's a lot of ways you can fix this. I mean, you can fix anything in comics. Um, it's they don't it's play a by the normal. Yeah, rules, but
0: wasn't yeah. what he wasn't like the the statement from Marvel. No, this is not like a fake out. This is real. The Cap you love was always a sleeper agent. Isn't that what they're saying? Yeah,
1: but they say stuff like that all the all time. Right, all right. I mean, just to me is like they said that about Superior Spider-Man. And I was like, no, this is going to be the status quo going forward yeah, for a huge about, long amount of time. It lasted it, a year and a half. Yeah. Um. And it ended up being one of the best Spider-Man stories of the past 20 years. Don't get me wrong.
0: Now, let's flip the page and say, okay, all ire, all anger, and, and how cataclysmic that would be if that was my favorite character and I was really dug in about him. Like, let's put that aside. From a storytelling perspective, this is genius. It's bold, yeah. it's, bold it's genius, and it's fascinating, and it makes me want to read that book. Yeah. And if that is the goal, and it is, to entertain people and make them want to buy your books, boy, they nailed it. And that's the thing. Like, to me. Because I want to read it now. Period. I don't really care that much about this. Dr. Manhattan's back. That's cool. But that is fucking. Like,.
1: Yeah, what? and Marvel dominated what? the news cycle for that exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to me, yeah, this is. You know, he's following on, obviously, Brubaker, who was the, the guy. Mm-hmm. And then Remender, whose run was mixed. Yeah, you liked it, though, right? I did enjoy Rick Remender's run, uh, brief though it was. Um. But, Played you know, he's evil. really... He started already. He's already gotten some hate over just, like, what he's done already with Captain Falcon and, and some of the ways he's, like, put the two against each other ideologically. And But this feels like really the start of whatever epic, you know, two-series book he's about to start telling. That excites me. That excites me that in a year and a half from now we might have this amazing, you know, Captain America two Captain America's epic yeah. between two best friends who are being t- put against each other, you know, there's so much that could come out of this. We don't know yet. It's a page it's, reveal at this right. point. And so I'm more and than it willing. It is shocking
2: and I understand the emotional response to it, but like you said, you got to got to give it some time.
1: And even like, you
2: know, like all the responses about that, they're like, "Oh, this is an insult to Joe Simon and Jack Kirby and all that." You know, like Jesse Schedeen from IGN tweeted um, you know, I think if Jack Kirby were still alive today and heard about this, he'd be like, eh, I don't care, let me just get back to my drawing, you
0: know, like, uh, so... I don't know about that. I don't but, know about that, but... That's a little... Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. That's and a
0: little... little. I, but I do think that I do think that the spirit of of, of Kirby would probably be like, wow, that's a bold choice, Yeah. yeah. at the very least. Yeah.
1: yeah. We don't even have a second issue yet. I mean, if you look at the first issue of Superior Spider-Man proper, it basically ends with a reset button already built in, with Peter Parker living in his brain.
0: Which then is thrown out later. Yeah,
1: but then they still bring it back. Right, so. but
0: that's funny, though, that, that like they then throw that out. And I, I've listened to Dan Slott talk about it, and he was like, I was just waiting for that issue to drop, because everybody was like, yeah. But but Spider Man's still in there, right? Mm. But Spider Man's still in there, right? And he was like, Yeah, he is And then he was like, I knew when that issue came out and that like ghost of Spider Man died he was like I knew they were gonna <laughs> fucking
1: just like lose it and then Well, he... it's
0: like in endgame, Bruce Wayne and Joker
2: die, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. I
1: was gonna laugh So uh, we can't say anything. We haven't read the story yet. We'll see. But for me, I'm I'm curious. I, I like Nick see Spencer why a
0: lot. The, uh, dude, I do Morning like fucking Glories, all of his creator own work. I've been reading Nick Spencer since. Isn't Didn't he the one who did uh, uh the one that I loved, uh, uh, Existence uh, 2.0? Yeah, he did those. The, I've been reading it since that, back in Shadowline Shadow yeah, Image. Really Ant-Man's great. Dude I love reps it. His, dude is fucking... And, and, yeah. and talk about world building and understanding how to build a mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, if this didn't prove it enough, Morning Glories will. I mean, the thing is epic and in its scope.
1: I think his Secret Avengers run is vastly underrated. Uh, it's only about seventeen issues, but I loved it. Um, mm. He's, he's he a and great Koss writer. Have, have chilled? Maybe. Wait a second. Maybe Alechka uh, is rubbing off on him with some weird <laughs> I'm shit. A, I'm a, uh, anyway, Alesh. Um, You know, I maybe this could end up being a terrible story, and then it's mm. a terrible story. But I think to well, judge it off s- of this is unfair. It's it's a great hook. I think. I just can't
0: believe the fact that. He he's been that from the beginning. Like it's like that,
2: it, it was a. I mean, that's, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's what makes more it terrain. so Srain. intense. That is, isn't, I mean,
0: but not just they got to him at a certain point, right? So right. that all those stories you loved from your childhood could have been like when he wasn't tainted, and then but they just like, nah, dude, Jugular. Yeah. Every story you yeah. ever knew about Cap, he was fucking Hydra mm-hmm. agent.
1: Wow, I mean, it's it's fucking bold.
0: Yeah, it's it bold. Is.
1: To me, it almost seems like if if. If there was a way for Dan Slot to do the killing the ghost in the same issue where he introduced him, like you could have seen this like five, six issues and they don't say anything and then it's like, nah, from the beginning. Yeah, he's like, that it's would like be the actually
0: step. It was like like uh, one of the Zola or somebody pops out and he's just like, No, actually, uh it was it was probably he was five years old when it happened. <laughs> Instead of like, <laughs> yeah. No, you had this these these records are incomplete. Actually you see these parts that were redacted. This is the part where it says the year was actually such and such, and you know, he was there isn't one story you've ever read and loved about Captain America
1: that's pure anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well potentially the ultimate universe, but that Captain America's an asshole. So. <laughs> um, anyway. Say Love V. It makes me want to read it. And at the end of the day last uh, news book is Civil War two. Yeah. Um now Do you far- read the free comic book day one? I'm sorry I have not. has not You don't have
0: any problem with me taking this dude out,
1: do
2: you? No problem. Not I, uh, a dude, a it's bug, a bug. A bug don't just... <laughs> we're, not, we're not killing people, don't worry. <laughs> it uh, ran
0: away. Oh, it got away. Uh, anyway... Usually I um, oh, take them out when they're evil bugs like that. Let's try pestilence. So Civil War,
1: anyway. uh, really quick, tell us if the issue was good or not, because the the big thing, you know, Rich and I haven't sure. read it, the big thing is, I think, what happens at... Do you the, know what um, happened? Yeah. Right, do you, again, do you care don't about... Don't care. Okay. All right, so it's all up
2: Okay, I liked it. I, this was one of the ones I was skeptical about because I'm like, all right, are they doing a Civil War two just to coincide with the Civil War movie? You know, I, I was wondering if it was just well, yeah, well, well, yeah, but I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> yes and no, yes and no. Like, I mean, this actually feels like a pretty solid story, but doesn't um, take away from the fact that it's it very doesn't take away from the time. fact that it's time. But I'll wait, all right, I'll I'm shut gonna up. get. I mean. I don't know, but I guess I was uh, looking at some uh, interviews with Bendis, and he said that they had been planning this story for a while. It just happened to go Mm in. They weren't sure what they were going to title it, and, I mean, they did call it this. But, so, I'm going to give them... So, those doubts have been put aside, especially after reading the issue. The basic premise is that um, the issue opens with this big battle with pretty much all the Marvel heroes against this super cosmic threat, the Celestial Monster, um, and they have to save the Earth from um and so they're all celebrating back at stark tower uh the reason they were able to stop this monster is because this new inhuman named ulysses is a future seer and he predicted this would coming so the inhumans came and they contacted the avengers and the x-men and all that and so they stopped them so we have now um so, like uh a, a sort of a precog this is basically a minority report kind of story or the concept of that into the story so the conflict is that um, Captain Marvel and several others are like, and Captain Marvel proposes that they use Ulysses, Ulysses from here on and have him help them predict future um, threats before they happen. Um, so they can save as many people as possible. Okay, this just, and half has, the
0: people don't think that idea. Well, because these are Stark, innocent people until they do bad.
2: Stark is the, is the, the proponent is um opposing this because he's like, no, we are not playing God. I'm not on, on the board. For oh that. wow, so it's a flip. It is a flip, and that's that was what interested me because you know in, in the original Civil War, he's the he's one the pro registration, right, right. So that was interesting. Um, but so there, the conflict is established. Um, a, a few weeks go by, and nothing happens. And then um, Ulysses has another vision Uh-oh. and says, "Contact the Avengers. We need to come." And then we cut to Tony Stark back, um, because he was not contacted about this. And uh, an assistant comes to him and says, "Come here, Mister Stark." Um, and Rhodey has been killed. Um, and so what happened was, um, Ulysses saw a vision of Thanos wreaking havoc and doing this apocleptic thing, um, and was able to determine his location. The Avengers go and ambush him. They, without Tony, though, if they don't contact because they know that he's against Ulysses, uh, using Ulysses and all that. Uh-huh. So they go ambush Thanos. They succeed, but in the process, Rhodey is killed. She-Hulk is critically injured. Um, and the book ends with um, Tony blaming Captain Marvel for all this, because... Um they because they, Is it Captain Marvel, Captain
0: fun. Marvel, female Captain Marvel? Carol Danvers yeah, yeah.
2: Carol mm-hmm. Um so he blames her for all this. He goes off to um meet Ulysses and says, I'm preventing this from happening again, you know, and so he goes off with that, and on her hospital bed, she Hulk tells um Captain Marvel, fight for our future, not for his and that's our ends So it was an interesting you know, I it sounds was alright. It? it was well, it was this the best yes. story? Not at uh, not at all. Was it bad? No, I thought it it was solid. It Did She Hulk right, yeah.
1: officially die? I thought she.
2: Well, it was unclear. Like you see, like um, that was may she, or like, may not have been her last word. Roadies, de- like so. It the so panel, someone's dead on either I side. I don't know if they, I didn't read articles. to See if they confirmed that. But basically, um, she's talking. She says the, uh, and then um, it cuts to um, the SFX of like the, you know, of the machine um, indicating, but. So it's I couldn't tell from then if she was definitely dead or not because then the last panel is a splash of Tony flying off. Um, but I don't know if the article's confirmed that. Rhodey
1: is, um, you know. Of oh
0: course, no, yeah, not yeah, Rhodey! Yeah, I hate Rhodey.
1: They really? seem to be. I'm not a Rhodey fan. Okay. Especially in the movies. Oh, they seem to be very or the the articles are saying she's dead. Okay. Who knows yeah. on that one? So Cause they me, don't do it they cut away from her,
2: so I I was reading that. Could have been her last words, could have not but she right. they could bring her back. Rody they blatantly show him. Yeah, no the no. no. They
1: yeah. they had been very clear for the months leading up that someone was dying in yeah, this yeah. issue. And really Rody was my pick. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. was pretty sure it was gonna be Rody mm. Uh for the simple reason that He almost dies and in- well no not for that reason for the reason that uh, if if the the if the ideological battle a, yeah. is going to be between Captain Marvel and Iron Man we then need the a person, catalyst for Tony Yeah the Tony. P- the person that dies needs to have huge strong ties to both of them and that's War Machine yeah. because War Machine is uh, is uh, Tony's best friend right. and Carol's been dating Rhodey for a few years right. now right. so he seemed like the logical character um, you know there's been criticism of it and from my from the from the perspective of Another you know minority superhero getting killed off. It does kind of suck, but at least it makes sense. There's in the so context. many new
0: ones though yeah. that they've introduced. Thank God, and, and there's so much more coming out. I don't know. I mean, that does suck, but I'm just there. Really, there's one thing you can't level at Marvel right now. It's like that that he killed. They killed him because he was
1: minority, or or that they don't have like a lot of minority. characters. Yeah, I mean, they're it's still a suck. Too. I, I still understand fully why people are bummed he died because it is sort of it a was bummer. Pretty, yeah, it was. Um, of course he'll probably be back. Yeah, maybe I mean. ideally. I think Tony's going to find a way to like, so. you know, rejuvenate his
0: body or something like that. Um,
1: yeah, But, you know, but I
0: Thanos does like put a
2: blast straight through him, so yeah. it'd be
1: hard. But, uh She-Hulk yeah. to being dead if it's official seems a little more needless. Yeah. Uh well, because she doesn't really have a huge reason And she to didn't be uh,
2: well what was disappointing she really did barely got anything to do in this issue. Yeah. Um so I cuz they were advertising her as a really b- pivotal part of the series and it, she's really not in it much.
1: So hopefully she's not uh, dead because that would just feel like I needless... The,
2: I didn't read the prequel issue, so I don't really know if she plays a big role in that as much. I don't
1: know. Real quick,
0: what is this uh, Joker's identity revealed? You so said there's three Jokers. That's What's his what identity? No, that's the identity. That that's is, the re- yeah.
2: That was the... Yeah, No, <laughs>
0: That is not an identity. Yeah, I know. That no, was no. the reveal, though.
2: Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was... I mean, I would say I would recommend this one. It was a... Uh, I mean, it was, like I said, it wasn't a mind-blowing story, but It did um, dispute my um, doubts that it would be just, you know, a story fabricated solely to coincide with the movie. Um, You know, it it did feel like... a, And the idea of the whole, like, um, basing it off, like, the Minority Report concept... I like that. That concept is still fresh. It's still fresh. It raises some interesting moral issues. Um, And so it doesn't have, like... Like, the same uh, impact as the, the first issue of Civil War, of the original Civil War one, where, you know, Caps escaping from um, sure. S.H.I.E.L.D. and, um, you know, the the children's deaths at the beginning, that kind of thing. Yeah, but... There was a lack of emotional weight to it, but it was still good, and I'm excited about what it I'm, I'm, going I'm right.
1: fine with this being separate from Civil War, the original, because oh, that's yeah, yeah, not a good it. book, so... Fair enough, uh, Anyway, uh, so that's it for the news. We we talked about the big books, talked sure. about the movies. Uh, now we're just going to do some of the books we've been reading. We sure. don't have a whole whole lot, or at least I don't have a whole lot to talk about in depth. I have a few, okay. but uh, it should be exciting, okay. I think.
2: Okay. Who do want to start? Uh, why don't you
1: start, Kevin? All right, sounds
2: good. Okay, so the first one I want to hit on. It has been a few months i have done this, but it's been a while since we've done a comics episode. Um, I read the first trade of the Martian Man on Eric's um,
0: last. Is, year, is that um what's the deal like what's the build up to that um like story-wise well yeah like like the martian manhunter yeah 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 story-wise and and also Mm -hmm. like issues wise he was in let's see i don't know if it's still there was a series and then it got canceled
2: well for most of new 52 um he's been sort of struggling to like find his place he was in justice league of america which was the antithesis to justice league is this a Um, rebirth title no, this is, this is from... It started last year. Do you remember when, like, Starfire and some of those, like, uh, and Dr. Fate and some of those books uh-huh. came out? This is in that, So it was like... Yeah, I when that. The, It was like, I guess, around the time of Convergence or post-Convergence and the whole DCU thing and they were trying to do some books for some of the more B characters that... Hadn't got their own
0: Ant Uh, Harley quinn
2: vibe. Yeah, exactly, got right. it from that range. So this is, the, collects the first six or seven issues of that. Nice. Um, but the cool thing about this is that he's separated into four entities. Um, so it starts off as him just kind of, like, out in space, um, and all this. And the Manor we know really well. And then you see him in, in these other forms. Like, one, he's, like, in one, he's, like, this, um... Hunchback, sort of older uh, creature, kind of living um, and, like in the city. Um, I'm trying to remember a lot. It has been a few months since I read this, but there, it was a really unique concept. It really um, brought together several genres. It has a lot of science fiction, some horror, um, good mystery to it. Um, I thought the storytelling was really solid. Um, written by Rob Williams, and let me see what the art. The art was by. Um, it up, it's loading. But um, I would recommend it. So I don't know if it's still ongoing or not. I know there were at least a couple of issues after this volume, but I, um, I don't yeah. know if it's going to come out in another I trade or
1: think not. So. I think there's at least one more trade. I think this okay. is part of that that DCU. That's what i Yeah, it was two trades and done. There's right, a lot right. of books that are in that.
2: Which I mean, I'm okay with that because I mean, it's a I mean. It's a nice, more self-contained story. It was apart from all the crossovers, and I've always loved Marshall Manhunter, so I was excited to see him get his own book again. Because um, especially, I thought he was really underused, and even in Justice League of America and all that. And so, this offered a nice take on his story. Um, it goes back to some of his origin, and how, and kind of twisted around some of those details and gave it a fresh spin. But yeah, I just liked the. There were parts that were a little more obtuse. and Well, the fact that he is in these four entities does make it pretty a pretty dense read for a lot of it because you're following different versions of himself, and it can be a little a bit of a juggling act. Um, but I thought they handled it really well. Um, so I'll probably pick up the second trade whenever it comes out. Um, by then, we'll already be well into Rebirth, I would imagine. Um, but I would recommend it in picking it up. Like I said, it has some um, multiple genres, I mean, I love the character. Thought the writing and the art were really solid. Nice. Cool. That was a pretty
0: beloved book run, wasn't it? People were liking that. Yeah, no,
2: it was. And I mean, and Doctor Fate was really good too. Like I, re- I only read the first
0: couple of issues, and then
2: I haven't read Starfire yet. I love Harley Quinn.
0: Um, what DC really needs to do going forward is give fucking things like here. They they thought with DCU, this is just from my limited understanding, mm-hmm. uh, but really understanding the New Fifty Two. They thought with uh, DCU that they could like, do the same thing Marvel's doing by, like, just, like, putting out some fringier stories with some B characters. But what they didn't do is commit to any of it. Yeah. They canceled all their good shit. They were like, ooh, these aren't selling 150,000 copies no fucking trust no faith if there's one thing they need to do in in Rebirth it's moving forward it's like take something like a Hawkeye did sell well but take some story with like B characters and like you know that may not be selling a fucking 150,000 copies and give it some time to develop a fan base if you're doing such a rapid change a big change Mm -hmm. to the way you write stories you can't expect it to take off in three issues yeah yeah Priest Deathstroke is I think will be the test of that really
2: yeah yeah Mm Yeah. So, that's my first one. Um, do you want to do
1: one? Uh, sure. Cool. I'll go third. I have two uh, books I want to talk about. Okay. I'll go ahead and throw out Starfire. I read Starfire. Okay, cool, perfect. Oh, uh, I want to hear
0: about this. Cool. Uh, so, this is... Uh, give, give the background, the, the, the writers.
1: Oh, it's uh, Connor... Yeah, the first trade's Palmiotti yeah. and Connor, who are okay, married. Cool. I yeah, they, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're married. They're, they're, they're really right. fun to hear oh, the interviews
0: yeah. with them, because the two of them, they're both New Yorkers, Yeah, and they're so outspoken. They're and they great. write Harley Quinn, too. So, yeah. this really... That's like, the real
1: thing. The, real, the thing to lead up to is, they're the Harley Quinn writers. They have a very definite voice. Well, for me, I wasn't going to say Harley Quinn at all, but you're right. She they, they do write Harley Quinn. For me, when it comes to Palmiati and Connor, I throw Grey in there and I go back to Power Girl because I loved that run. Okay. They, they wrote 12 issues of... Or, well, Palmiati and Grey wrote 12 issues of Power Girl that Amanda Connor illustrated. Uh, and... Didn't he, they also do Palmiotti and Grey? Um, Jonah, Jonah? Yeah, they, they've done quite a few books together as, as a team, but... Uh, I really liked the Power Girl book, and it, it just did a great job of taking a character I didn't know that well, and yeah. uh, I remember just buying the seventh issue, this is back when I was listening to a lot more comics podcasts, but yeah. it got Pick of the Week on iFanboy, I believe, and I just picked it up, and I loved it, and I tracked down the earlier issues and just read the whole 12-issue run, basically, as it was, the last few as they were coming out, and mm-hmm. I loved it, I've, I've always enjoyed that character from that as a result, um, it made me give World's Finest to tr- Well, that and Huntress. Those characters made me give World's Finest I try. remember that. I didn't end up liking that book. That was ill-fated. But, uh, so seeing Starfire as a book that felt like it was recapturing that spirit, taking a character from another world mm-hmm. and putting him in a situation, the Florida Keys, basically, and seeing how she... Inter- and I know Starfire. I'm a Teen Titans fan right, from right. the early 2000s, that cartoon. Oh, I love that one. So I, I like Starfire a lot, and this was a fun trade. Um, it is kind of a bummer, because it's already over. Yeah. It had, you know, the 12 issues, so I know the next trade's going to be the last. Um, but it was a really fun book. Uh, it was light, fun adventures. It didn't jump out as much. I think there's a lot of books that, that are in this niche now, uh, which I like, of, of just light, fun uh-huh. superhero comics that I think Power Girl more stood out in the, the late 2000s, early 2010s. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, there just weren't as many books like that in the big 2 uh-huh. Um, but they do it well, and it's a fun read. And uh, not one that's got you chomping at the bit for book two, though. No, I'm not chomping at the bit for bo- t- book two. I'm looking forward to it because uh, Dick Grayson is in the last trade, apparently. Oh, uh, love some Grayson. And they, of course, have their history that I don't even know if it exists anymore.
2: I'm not sure, uh, but because there's like five Robins now, so it's like, yeah. Like, yeah.
1: So <laughs> we it's, are Robin, dude. Yeah. It's it's a fun little book, but not um, something i go crazy over. But pick it up if you're interested, and if you like Starfire. It's it's really fun. Uh-huh. Cool. Um, I'm going to follow that glowing endorsement
0: um, up with... Uh, just kidding. Um, uh, one that I'm actually... Um, so, okay, this is going to be a hard one to talk about, right? So I've read... Okay, so everybody who listens to the podcast knows... Maybe... I don't know how much we've talked about it on the podcast, but I am... The hugest fan, like, if you could ever be a huge fan off one issue, like, the hugest fan ever. Grayson? No. Nah. No. Uh,
1: was that, that was a good pick, though. A good pick.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, the Beauty. Oh! Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah, here we go. You
1: gotta so, tell the
0: story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is, well, there's a couple stories, but yeah, so, the deal with The Beauty is that, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Top Cow, I know you guys do, Top Cow uh, did a thing called Pilot Season. Great idea. Great idea. Horribly flawed execution. Um, Every year they do like an American Idol um, and they have uh, like four comics. Kind of like Amazon does now. Yeah, pilot season like Amazon does. Exactly. Who knows they didn't get the idea from that. Um, But they take uh, four – the first year I think it was like four comics, like duos, like writer-artists – and they let them make books, um, and then they they take uh, the audience. Uh, or the, like people, they, they put it out as a book uh, called Pilot Season, or four books actually, right?
1: Yeah, it's like first issues, and they're like under a the dollar, pilot and they're there. only a
0: dollar each. And there's uh-huh. four of them, and then online or on Facebook, or it was when Facebook and MySpace were like balling. Um, it was before uh, you know before Instagram and all that stuff. It was it was a Facebook thing, and you'd go to their Facebook at Top Cow, and you'd vote for your favorite of the books. And like I think the first year it was it was some books that were a lot more like. In the top cow oeuvre, you know, like darkness related and shit like that, spinoffs of darkness, and some of those, I don't know what ever happened with all that. But then there were some that were kind of interesting. One year they let Kirkman do like six series, and they were like, "Which Kirkman book do you like the best?" And it was like, "Ah, uh, I remember that." Yeah, oh,
1: that
0: was it. Was it was whack. Um, but then one one fateful season. They had four, like, awesome books, and the awesomest of all of them. They were all, like, really cool, like, what Image and Boom put out now, Mm -hmm. like, crime books and good fantasy ideas, really cool world-building cool shit. And they put out one uh, called The Beauty, and this was, um, uh, I'm bad with the names. Who are the writers? Uh, Hopped.
1: Isn't it Ryan Hopped? Or am I crazy? No,
0: no. It's the dude from... Oh, shit. Uh, I have it with me. What am I talking about? (laughs) It's right here. Um, It is... Hahn, Hahn. I was close. Jeremy Hahn, um, his uh, like childhood friend, uh, is the co-writer on this book. Um, Jason, actually, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley, his his childhood friend, are the co-writers. Okay. Um, and Jeremy Hahn is the um, artist. Okay. Look at you see the beautiful cover. Oh, that is. Um, so anyway, it's
1: covers based off of fashion magazines. Yeah, I remember yeah. Hearing it from the man himself. Yes, he told us himself. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, but, what, but what's interesting is even when the issue came out, you loved it. I remember but you were already worried because it was this is like 2012 2013 pilot season and if you don't know pilot season had a lot of winners not a single ongoing. no there was one that was like related to darkness like
0: the magdalena or some shit that like sort of took off but generally that was already going to come out that was bullshit there were like four or five pilot seasons where number one winner was picked and then there was no book. It was the idea was that if you won pilot season, you were given carte blanche and, like, the support and the funding and the whatever to put out your book for at least a long while. At least a year, right? Well, none of the books ever fucking came out. So it was it, like choosing American Idol and then, like, the winner doesn't get a recording deal. It's and you never of, hear from him again. You know what I mean? It's it like
1: became, Fuck. like, a running joke where... Yeah. At like, least oh, among us. Yeah. It, it be, it's pilot season. I wonder what book will win nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because... No ongoings. Um, it never happened.
0: And now, with the beauty and what I found out, the reason was for that, Jeremy Hahn was very down in it with the whole darkness. Ouvre. I keep saying that, but that's what the, when it comes to the darkness, that word just sounds right with ooze and uh-huh. Um But Jeremy Hahn was really busy doing like other books. I only found this out recently when he finally like lifted the veil on what the fuck happened to the beauty. Cause beauty won like in a landslide. People loved this concept.
1: What is the concept?
0: Yeah. We haven't said that. Yeah, yet. yeah. Yeah. So the concept of the beauty is that the beauty, although it sounds beautiful and wonderful is a disease. Um, and it's an STD, a sexually transmitted disease. Um, and it's one that makes you, uh, more beautiful and it does that by burning fat. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it, 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 um, smooths out your features, makes them a little bit more attractive, takes any gray out of your hair, and turns so supermodels. It, you basically, yeah, basically supermodelifies you. Um, and um, but then they find out that the only side effect, at least they, they're starting to think at first, is you run at a slight fever all the time. So like you're out, you're a little warm, but fuck it, you're gorgeous, right? <laughs> so at, 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 in this book, in this first policy mm-hmm. book, half the population of the uh, at least the United States has contracted the beauty because this is the first STD in the world you want to get. So they, all these people are going out having, like, you know, fr- you know unprotected sex trying to get the beauty. It's pretty funny. And it's, it's also, you know, a commentary on our society, right, how important looks are and all that. Yeah. Um, well, by the end of the beauty, there's these two cops, one of which has the beauty, this really beautiful girl, and then, like, her partner who's really worried about her. Um, and then there's, on a subway, there's a, uh, someone who has the beauty, and they spontaneously combust. Their head explodes into flames. They throw up some, like, goop, some black goop, and then they just, and blood, and then their head just ignites into explosion. And that's kind of how it ends, and I think by the end is when you find out that the partner also has the beauty, and you worry about her, and that's kind of the end of that yeah. issue. I love that issue. I still have it. It's fucking gorgeous. It's fucking amazing. I was talking about the beauty Whenever any I saw pilot season, anything, anytime we were to comic shop, a lot of times just totally unprompted, I just bring up the beauty,
1: love the concept. Yeah, they had of the a beauty. Uh, Edward McKay's is a local used bookstore. They had like a pilot season trade for the longest time, and every time we'd go, uh-huh. <laughs> Rich's eye would catch pilot season. <sighs>
0: God, <laughs> uh, dude, because, I, man, I mean, I'm telling you, so, and it was even before The Beauty I was buying those pilot season books, and I was like, yeah, this is the one that won. Great. It's going to be a book. Never was. I don't think any of those Kirkman ones – correct me, uh, uh, listeners, if I'm wrong, but I don't think any of those actually ever went to a book. Not that he's, like, like free enough or whatever. But anyway, so uh, the, I never got any satisfaction on this concept, and to me, I recreate our own books religiously. is what I read generally. Yeah. And for the – one of the best concepts – to me, that concept's fabulous. One of the best conceits, one of the best high concepts of all comics, of all creator comics, just died on the vine. And to me, it was just such a tragedy. And it won, but it didn't win, you know? It was just really bad. So anyway, I get wind like uh, a year ago or so on one of the podcasts I was listening to that the beauty is actually like going to get a six-issue run. And I was like, what the fuck? So I listened to a podcast with Jeremy Hahn talking about it, and he reveals that, yeah, what happened was I was writing all these, like, you know, darkness-related books. There's another spin-off of The Darkness I can't think of right now, something to do with a glaive or some shit like, some dark shit like that. And... He was like, I had to write those books. I had to do like, th- I had to draw all those books. I had to do like three books a month. It was wow. crazy. He was so busy. He just couldn't do this. Jason Hurley isn't doing shit. I and mean, no offense to you, Hurley, if you're listening, but like he wasn't a comics writer at the time. Um, and then uh, I don't know, John Rock. I guess he's like the colorist or whatever. But you know, Jeremy Hahn was too busy to do it. Well, finally, now in this new era of Image books, now obviously, comic. Uh, another thing you need to know behind the scenes is Top Cow was uh, acquired by Image. Um, So that's – and it already was sort of top cow image for a while. Now it's like basically just totally under the – sometimes you'll pick up an image book and it'll have a top cow emblazoned on the back. But – Basically, what happened is he was too busy; he could never put the book out. And then, and then Top Cow kind of fizzled out, and he was like, "Well, now we can't put it out anyway." Then finally, Image somehow there was a conversation. It was about a year ago when I heard this story, where they were like, "Well, what about the beauty? You want to do that?" And he's like, "Man, I would love to do that if my time could sync up and Hurley can do it, and let's do it." Uh-huh. So they, now the creator-owned is all the rage. are like, "We're going to finally do the beauty." Now to me, this is music to my ears because this is uh, after four years or something, five years of just the clamoring for this book. I mean, to me, this was the biggest like promise unfulfilled in my life of comics finally, so anyway we go to a comic convention, flash forward to uh, Heroes Con last year, right? Yeah. Was it Heroes Con? We go over to Jeremy Hahn's table and I am, without a doubt I think, at that point, the biggest The Beauty fan that there ever was no question, I definitely said the words The Beauty comic more times than anybody else except maybe Jeremy Hahn, since that book came out I'm sure of it so I go up as super fan of the beauty to him, and he was loving it. <laughs> yeah, he, you guys talked for ages. He loved. Like, this it. Was, he was this was ahead. our
1: last. What we did last year is we we took Sunday, and it was like all right, Sunday is Creator Day, and we were at that table for about half an hour.
0: It was awesome.
1: All the creators at here Scott,
0: We were at Todd's table talking hard about the beauty. It was amazing, and the whole and he was handing out these pamphlets that are like.
1: like it was like, a great promotional item. It
0: was. I still have it. It's 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 a. Uh, uh, is the beauty, uh, are you safe from the beauty? What you don't know could kill you or whatever? Here it is. Um, 64, oh, it's 64% of Americans have it now. It says 64% of Americans are infected. Do you or someone you know have the beauty? Get the facts. And then it says convention exclusive edition, Image Comics. And this was the little pamphlet they gave out. And then inside it says, what you don't know could kill you, the beauty. It's really rad. But he put out this whole little fake pamphlet. It's so awesome. And there's the head exploding, see? Mm-hmm. Did um, this
1: come with a condom? I remember a condom. Oh yeah, I have the condom at okay. home.
0: Yeah, there's a beauty condom. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't I don't carry that one around. Um, <laughs> just the pamphlet? <laughs> just the pamphlet. Well, no, it's my bookmark. I know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm not that creepy. That's where you should, That's a good place to keep that. Right? right? It's perfect. But anyway, so uh, he was just so stoked that I knew this book and loved it. Because he's, he's putting a lot of time and effort at this point, yeah. they were on the third or fourth issue writing this series at the time, and he's writing it in a vacuum. He doesn't know if anybody remembers the fucking beauty. Chances are they shouldn't remember it with the way treatment it got. And he was like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited and inspired that people love it like this. Maybe people don't, but I did." And he was. It was a like, good
1: first issue. I'd like to add. I did read it. Richard yeah. let me read it. It was a very solid first issue. So I, I was happy to hear it was coming to Image.
0: Right. So I've
1: uh, I've now read the
0: first three issues, uh, and I gotta say. Um, it's good. Um, I don't mean to like be a letdown here. I mean it's pretty good. The tra- anyway, long look, story short, the series came out with that level of hype it was going to be hard. to Yeah, live I was. Up you've
1: to. had about three, four years of hype building for this book. I, I think it would have to be, you know, the next Watchmen to live up at this point. I
0: know, no, and, and obviously it's not. It's a good book. Um, it's turning a little bit into a really typical conspiracy thriller. You know. Um, Which is kind of what you'd expect, but I'm only halfway through, so I'll report back on this the next time we talk. I'll have finished it. Um, But the first issue is still fucking great. And then the other two are a little bit like – there's a a pharmaceutical company who um, may or may not have a cure for the beauty, but then they don't want to give us the cure because they'd rather give us the – the uh, the preventative measure that like like lets you live longer but doesn't cure you and uh-huh. sort of a commentary on a lot of people think that uh-huh. cancer and AIDS are curable uh-huh. and that they just are withholding the cure you know that yeah, concept yeah, yeah, yeah. so so that's kind of what the, the way this book is going and okay. it's interesting. Um, But uh, I'll I'll comment more on in the future. But man, I was so excited to get this trade in my hands and finally have it after that whole
2: after a long time.
0: Yeah, that whole saga. Um, And people like it. People like a high concept that is Uh frankly genius. I don't know. Uh, And I'll have to lend this to you, Jordan, when I'm done with it. But
1: yeah, unfortunately. Oh no, he will be at con this year. Yes, that signed.
0: Not only can I get it signed, but I'm gonna to talk to him about it a lot. I They're might like, pick it up too. Um, yeah. Doesn't it sound awesome? Yeah, it does.
1: I've been yeah. looking forward to it. I've considered getting the trade a few times, so it's only ten bucks. Everybody out there oh, buy there. the
0: beauty, yeah. so it continues. Because it's on like so issue eight now, seven or eight, uh in, in, in stores. I hope it's doing well. I'm assuming it yeah. is. Uh be at least they, a second trade. Yeah, at least there'll yeah. be two trades. Like but that bedlam got two trades and we're still pissed it's cancelled. Oh. Anyway, so, uh, Matter Kevin. Red.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was that was nice.
2: Um, let's see. Next, I want to talk... There's two Star Wars comics I want to talk about. One I really like. The other one, I think they jumped the gun a little too quickly because of the character's popularity. Um, so the one I really like is Obi-Wan and Anakin, um, which just finished. I have not read the last issue yet. Um, it was it was written by Charles Sowell because he's writing, like, all the Star Wars spin off books right now. Um, and he wrote <laughs> the other one, too. Um, and so, um, this one is, uh, the first... Uh, prequel comic that the Marvel Star Wars canon has done. Um, so it's—I um, want to say it's like three years after Phantom Menace, somewhere in that range. Um, you know, Anakin's like like late middle school, or early high school age kind of there. You know, like I'm putting him in <laughs> that right now. Pretty teen Anakin, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so, and at this point in his at his stage, he's having doubts about um, the Republic and Jedi Council and all this stuff because. Basically, they're on this planet that's um, in the midst of a crisis, and the Republic is not really intervening, and they get caught in this whole plot. and um, And it's all this story. The main story is juxtaposed with flashbacks of Anakin and Topatine talking. Um, so you get this. Ta- I mean, familiar territory, but you get nice little setup and characterization for what we know is going to happen later on down the road. Um, so we get these early conversations where Palpatine is subtly instilling doubt into Anakin and turning him in against the Republic, that kind of thing, in a subtle way. Um, so I really enjoyed um, that book. Um, how do you...
0: The, the question I always have with these books is, how the hell do you bring up dramatic tension when you know exactly, know exactly what what's happening? Yeah. It's a good question.
2: Um, and I don't know. I When you have such a vast universe yeah. uh, to pull from... Um, I think you can still do it if you pay enough it's a matter of what kind of story you build it around. Because this one, I like that they went with a new planet. They went with a... Um, and actually, in the first issue, the characters that they encounter, there are like, or are you? They don't even know what Jedi are. So that's pretty cool. And so, like, you're learning... There's more world-building here going on there. So things like that, I mean... I love that. You know, that. and... Oh, I mean, that's like this thing with any prequel. It's like, you've got to make it interesting. And so right. I think that this really adds another layer. I'm glad that they went with something else, because up until now, it was all original trilogy-era books that they had done with Atomics. Um, so I really like Obi-Wan and Anakin. I'm looking forward to reading the last issue over there. So the other so, one... So,
0: well, let me uh, ask. Yes.
1: So, you know, yeah, they've done a lot of original pr- trilogy, but they went back to the past, and it was good. So obviously, they go to the future, it's going to be amazing, right? That That's... Well, okay, so here's the, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, that sounded like a leading question, George.
2: Okay, so... The one the other one I want to talk about, and I don't hate it at all, but and I've only read the first issue, so and I did pick up the second one, but the Poe Dameron comic mm-hmm. because the thing is, I well, I said that they jumped the gun too early, and the reason being, okay, I understand, well, I would, I definitely was hammering for a Poe Dameron comic because I mean everyone loved him, I loved him in the game, but there's only so much they can do right now be, without revealing too much because even a yeah. character like that that's supporting they can't do that much with his mythology or with his past or anything that without bordering on spoiler territory for episode sure. 9. H- that said, really, it, there, this con- at least the first few doesn't really add anything. It's set like, it seems like a few weeks before Forest Awakens. It's basically how um, he meets Max Van Ven- Ven- Sadell's character mm-hmm. um, from the beginning. And so it's really just, like, it's looking like this will just be, I mean, a fun, well, I mean, it's good writing, good, like, I mean, nothing bad or good, but just, like, it's a fun little entry, but nothing really all that necessary is what I'm saying, so, like, it doesn't really add much to to what's already been done, because it's just... Him on this little adventure with BB-8, and well, that um, can be cool though. It's cool, but like what I mean is,
0: if that issue wasn't like all that, that's I I totally understand. that It wouldn't have been, but it's possible that it'll be like a Rocket Raccoon, like the Rocket Raccoon book, or just like just a fun adventure. Swashbuckling in space, but again, you've got that problem of you know he doesn't die, right? He's not in any mortal danger, not ever, because he can't be right and, that's, and I mean it's not know.
2: to say that I mean this is a, a little series. it's not to say that they can't do another Poet Dameron, comic down the road in the post episode 8 and 9 world, mm-hmm. where we have all the spoilers out there and then we can go and delve into his past because uh, right now they're really being careful about how much they can reveal in the 30 year gap between um, Return of the Jedi and Force mm-hmm. Awakens and understandably so because if they do that that could easily uh, bring about spoilers because Really, the only thing we know plot-wise still are um, that Kylo Ren is Han um, and Leia's son, he betrayed them, um, Luke left, these things going on. But if we reveal too much, then it would negate well, that's the impact of Episode The big point
0: nine. of the drama, a lot of the drama of Episode 7 is... Is like finding out what happened in those intervening years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of great yeah. series that do like lots of sequels. They right. do that. They're like, okay, uh, like uh, Avengers did that, right? Five years later. So what was that thing they did, or what was the one where they where they jumped ahead or a year later? DC
1: did one year later. Okay, All and right. Fifty Two filled in the missing year. Oh. Oh, 52 did not new 52, okay. Yeah. No, okay, no, no yeah, yeah, 52.
0: Yeah, 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 okay. But the, and that was the whole intrigue of that whole thing was what happened in that year and how did it happen? And they brought their own... Anyway, TV shows do it all the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like you see a new status quo. It's like, wait, how did this happen? Oh, wait, all of a sudden this guy's not... Anyway, I'm with you. So that's all I was... Like, like, I mean, I didn't dislike it at all. I just like...
2: It's just... I'm more ready for the all the episode seven material or like that era to come later because then we can fully delve into spoilers and all that because yeah it'll be post episode eight nine
1: uh to me i'm curious when soul's just gonna write a freaking ongoing because this is this i know second cause you're and all that, third I mean, yeah because he did, he did
2: lando obi-wan anakin poe you know like i mean yeah i know uh, i'd be
1: i'd be curious to see him get an ongoing and also
2: vader is ending at issue 25
1: yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Twenty five yeah. is a lot.
2: It is a lot. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm okay with that. Is that Gillen going
0: all the way?
1: Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. But it. So I'm going to get into the book I read, uh, which one of them, and I'm actually after this one. Yeah, you can go ahead. I'm done. I'm. Yeah. A, oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. I was going to quick. shot... I'll, I'll quick shot all of mine. Cause I only have one more I really want to talk about. Then Rich yeah. can do his, and then I'll do my last. Well, I'm but, done yeah. with that one. I mean, I've, oh, okay I've, got, okay. I've got more. Oh, okay. To okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to you. We'll go back to you. I met with that. Yeah. I picked up Vader Down, and I read oh, Vader right. Down. Oh, right. I'm excited to hear your thoughts think? on this. I liked Vader Down yeah, yeah. a lot. I, I thought it it, it, but, yeah. it it felt like a good, fun Star Wars tale, and it was great to see all of the characters interact, mm-hmm. because to me, why I love Darth Vader so much is I love the cast of characters that Gillen uh, has given yes. Darth Vader to hang out with. Yes. Um, Aphra, and uh, the two droids, yes. and um, Black... Kirsten, uh-huh. who I don't uh-huh. i don't know how not to say that name at all but I like all of the the basically the way he's built like dark reflections of the standard Star Wars characters. Right, right. And see, it's a little bit of a, you know it's a familiar trope but he does it well. Like Doctor Afra is a great character who mm. is just Doctor Afro? Afra. Afro. Oh, okay. She is a sci- like a scientist bounty hunter who's yeah. who's working with Vader and doing whatever she can for him not to just kill her outright because he kills everyone who knows his secrets. But she's like one step ahead and, and staying useful. And there's like two an evil that art that really is the, only, the the best way to build tension around
0: characters that mm-hmm. that you know live or that you know what their future is is to bring up other characters and make you give a shit about them. And then their fates can be called into question. Yeah, that's
1: the whole like the whole yeah. point of Ahsoka Tano on the Clone Wars, right. and you know that you know similarly on Rebels, it's it's new characters and being like, all right, what's going to happen to them? Do they still exist? Or do they die at the end? And it's fun to have that tension. So, I mean, yeah, she's an evil character, but I, I love her. I love seeing her. There's other characters, like um, Darth Vader introduced this whole cabal of like other potential uh, Palpatine apprentices, yeah. um, which is really neat. Uh, so Vader downs the first big crossover, and it's just fun. I mean, there's right. not a lot to it. Vader's ship gets sent down because mm-hmm. Luke like, crashes into it, right. and they're on this planet, but Vader is basically pretty chill about it because anyone who attacks him, he just murders. And I
2: love, I love the Rebel Army just thinks that, they're like, okay, we got him now. Full assault, and they waste every one of their troops on him, and like he just
0: takes them out. To, like, yeah, honestly.
1: Um it's a fun crossover, uh, and I we really sound it. as
0: pumped about it as you did about uh, uh, Star Wars issues. One, has, uh, it's not as into- it. good as those for Q1, but it, it it's fun. That's yeah,
1: that. I, I think the, the inherent thing with crossovers is it. They can cause narratives to stall a little because yeah. it's in service of a crossover. So it's a fun one-off like movie, and it even gets its own spine as opposed right. to being Vader two or, or Vader three or Star Wars three right, or anything. Right. Um, but in the sense that it is, other than one of the Vader, one of the the um, Palpatine apprentices dying, it's mm. really you, you're skippable in the sense that I'm, I'm guessing that volume three of Vader is just gonna be able to continue
0: Right, on. without it. What is volume three of Vader going to be uh, number-wise?
1: Volume three of No, Vader. what are you at? Oh, it'll be issues, I think... Sixteen through twenty ish. So so you have two more traits for that. Basically, yeah. yeah. Now Star Wars is still going. So that's yeah, why Star you're Wars bummed because only two more Vader traits? Yeah, and it seems like they might wrap up a lot of these characters that I've just, you know, started to really like. It is a lot but I don't know. I like It's a lot it's, of issues. It's a lot of issues and I think ten it is, more issues? I mean it's a lot. It is and I don't but believe in, I'm greedy.
2: Okay. I don't believe in keeping a series going like unnecessary like
1: keep it good and then if yeah
2: there's no, no this more is, story
1: to tell if this is the then narrative then. and i think it very much is right um it's just a bummer i'm always i know i i get where and i hope he doesn't just kill them all off maybe they can appear in other stories sure, sure, sure. um i, I don't think right. that's like it, it feels like there's it's an outcome
2: wrong, they've been playing in this timeline between new hope and empire so there's a lot you can do in that time but there's also only so much you can do you yeah i um, because the time spent between Empire and Return of the Jedi is very minuscule.
1: Uh, actually, there's one. Mm, now I'll go ahead and I'm gonna rattle these off. Uh, I read the first volume of Cyclops uh, by Greg Rucka. How did you like it? I, I enjoyed it. I, I I'm kind of bummed because I know Volume Two is by Lay. Not not that Layman is a bad writer, but yeah. it's like there's only Layman, one more volume. Layman's
0: always picking up in people's footsteps. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: Layman picked it up, and uh, he also it'll be did different. That for Batman, right? And then it's kind of over because there's only two trades. So I might. Cyclops Volume Two feels like the sort of uh, trade off I'm going to be seeing in bins this year at Harris Con, so if I see it, I'll pick it up. I'm not dying to. Continue. No, but how, okay. But how did you feel about the first one? Like, I thought it was fun. I, I liked like. Does the it feel conclusive? I didn't fit, quite finish it. Um, not really. Okay. I mean, in, in as far as I don't know that there's a big narrative to conclude in it, so okay. I think that'll continue in the next one. Um, I read the first volume of the Back to the Future ongoing comic. I've been looking to this Back to the Future is. Um, I'm gonna pick it up. A formative film for me. It's it's easily, I, I, I yeah. It's my favorite film. I mean, I've watched those movies so many times. Mm. Uh, this collection is basically inner stories that like fill in little gaps. Little gas, yeah. um, it's got like, a little you bit talk, of a are you talking
2: between. Well, one and two kind of start like right. Uh, what time? What timeline? It's I'm
1: little starting? things like the story of how Marty and Doc first met. That I want to see okay, um, yeah. How Marty Met Jennifer. Okay. Uh, it's got, like, a backstory for Clara. It's okay. got um, maybe some of the biggest ones are Doc's involvement in Manhattan Project, How His yeah. House Burned Down. It's a lot of little things that, you know, Bob Gale says are questions he's been asked over okay. the years. Cool. Um, so it's fun. There's a little bit of a narrative. Basically, the, the the overarching narrative that is made about ten pages across five issues is um, Doc Brown building the time train okay, and telling stories to a Jules and Verne. Okay. But uh, it's fun. Time train. <laughs> Sorry, It's fun. Uh, they're, they're little stories. Um, the creative teams change a little between each one. Like, uh, Bob Gale plotted them, but it's got different writers right, and right. a lot of different artists. So the, okay. the art quality fluctuates. Uh, it's the first five issues? Okay. Five, or s- five or six. Okay, of okay. So of the ongoing. Oh, it's
0: an ongoing, and it's all little stories forever. It's no.
1: Fun. So this volume is called, I think, um, Wife wherefores and alternate timelines or something like that um the next arc is the title blows the there. next arc is a single big story so now you're pumped yeah i'm more pumped for that the idea of it being a, a, a more of a sequel oh, though they are also doing back to the future citizen brown as a mini-series which is an adaption okay. of the telltale so- saga so they have two comics going oh ahead. okay um i like back to the future that's was, good now you can actually get that story yeah, I need to go back and finish that game. I own that game. I just oh, okay. it was on the PC. I don't play games on PC. I need to get the one version. Anyway, uh, I also picked up Zodiac Star Force Volume One, and this is a comic from Dark Horse that is um, a magical girl like Sailor Moon type of Sailor Moon Super Sentai type of story. Mm-hmm. That's just an original story uh, from. I don't want to mess up their names. I forget the names of the creators. Polina Genesho is one of them. She's the artist. Uh, I'm sorry to the writer. I, I've forgotten your name, but uh, it's a fun little book. It's a mini series, so there's potential for it to return. The trade's only $13. It's the first four issues, and like all of the back matter going back to when they first conceived it, and the web comic they were going to do, and some other mm-hmm. cool stuff. So it was a fun trade. Uh, the last small thing I'm going to mention is I, I while I, I haven't, I don't have volume seven. But I read volumes five and six of Archer and Armstrong, which is basically okay, yeah, the yeah. conclusion to the, well, the and Archer and Armstrong. Well, you know, they just started
2: the new one, the like, A plus it, A. Yeah. Okay, that sounds yeah, yeah. interesting. I'm glad they're, By I'm Ray glad they're continuing. Yeah. I've got some Valiant Comics
1: to talk to. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh I really liked the end of Archer and Armstrong. And I say it's the end because there is a volume seven, but it's 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 like two issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some kind of an annual celebration. So this really ends the idea of the sect. Yeah, and everything that's been going since the first vol- volume. Um, I really liked Archer and Armstrong. It is the uh, Valiant series I have the most trades of. Mm. Um, it's yeah, my favorite fun.
2: characters are Archer Armstrong and X Men
1: Yeah, they're, it's it's they're a great pair. Um, I also have Van Linty's next book in the universe, which was um, I Our Time Walker, which is also great. Um. I have the first two trades of that. Need to get the last one. But uh, Archer and Armstrong was a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's uh, worth checking out if you have and I would say that's a good place to start Valiant sure. because it's fairly self-contained yeah. but teases some other things along the way. Mm. Uh, so I, I like that. So, so those those are everything except the last thing I have to talk about. So, Rich. Yeah, so I am going to just
0: mention something briefly that I read the first couple issues of that I really, really liked. And um, then I'm going to pick up the trade soon. Um, and that is uh, Tokyo Ghost. Have you guys heard about this? I've heard of yes, it. Yes, I've it's seen it. it. This is Remender's new series. Um
1: one of thousands, yeah. One,
0: one, of, one of five, yeah, or one of seven, or whatever. He's, um, he's prolific. He's prolific, yeah. And, and I love it. That he's just busting out new creator-owned stuff. But this one is awesome because uh-huh. there's nothing I like better when it comes to, um, you know, my science fiction than amazingly good world building and creative world building. And this book is just masterful at it. So it's this, it's this, it's like this alternate like near future, maybe re- our current near future, where. People have become so addicted to technology. Like instead of just being on their phone with Facebook, they get to the point where they're completely lost online. And so like to the point where this guy drives a motorcycle and like his whole like view of the motorcycle is just ads popping up and offers for him and this and that. And all. He's just constantly being stimulated. And he's a deadhead from this. And it's the story of him and his girlfriend who is a complete won't look at any of it she's sworn it all off because she's seen what it's done to her love interest and the two of them are bounty hunters in this new world it's fascinating it's brilliant and nice. I just had, I, I wish I'd read more of it i just didn't have a chance to read more it's so good and then the awesome thing is that America's turned into this this crazy world of over commercialization and total right. like inundation with stimulation and then there's like a guy who's like the bad guy and he's like you know like a like the he's kind of like um uh, the guy from the wizard who's like this is the power glove uh, it's kiss. so bad he's like that kind of guy he's the, he's like the bad guy and he's got like a little like joystick on his arm yeah. and he's just baller um it's it's just a great story and then they juxtapose america and its overindulgences with tokyo in this where there's this island it's called like the no it's called the what was it the um uh, the something city of tokyo like the the, the tropical city or the, the the island city of Tokyo or something island nation Tokyo something like that where like they don't have any of that they okay. have no industrialization and it's not built up like that okay. um, and it's just it's just it's just juxtaposes this this tropical lush uh, the Garden City I think okay. of Tokyo uh, uh, juxtaposed against America and this all this excess it's really fast I think it's America it's some city that's totally over industrialized but this it's really really cool it involves they have to go there chasing somebody I think I haven't gotten that far. Uh, and when they get there, uh, like, she's trying to, like, cure him of this horrible addiction that he has to technology. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, their relationship is at the center. But it's just a really sprawling narrative on technology and the impact it has on our life. But also just crazy good sci-fi world building and just real cool shit. Mm-hmm. So I love it. I just can't wait to read more of it. Um, Tokyo Ghost. Awesome.
2: Cool. Okay. Um, I'll go ahead and write off a few more. First one is one we've all read. I read F.I.G.E. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um I know What wait, a shame, okay. right? Yeah, I know. Wait, which one okay, which I know one of you said like you thought it ended in a total cliffhanger. the other thought it was fairly conclusive. I thought whatever. fairly
0: conclusive yeah. um but but leaves leaves opening for like the series I, to continue. That's what I would say.
1: I'd say it's first trade conclusive. Like the first um, story arcs done, but there's so many oh, questions. Oh, there's so much there's uh, so many questions, just, but like right.
0: I'm
2: glad that he made the last issue the like the origin of the author that was really cool, that made, it gives uh, away a lot much. of the secrets. Right. It lets
0: us know, kind of uh, at least a taste of where that book was headed. Right. So I don't right. just have to guess. Right. Like sure. It's all about these world religions who have to battle for the the the, the future of their religion. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then I show that one. Remember I told you about it at the end. It's like her holding up a gun, and it's like it's like a picture of what the new series would be. If yeah, it that, yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. 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 Anyway.
2: So I I mean, given his constraints, I thought he did a pretty good job of tying it up. Because it probably um, yeah.
0: Because I don't think I don't think he had much like planning right. was able
2: to do but i mean conceptually i loved it i mean i thought it was a great examination of geek culture um i like all the twists i and i really like that probably the last issue was my favorite where it goes back and does his origin and all that yeah um and i loved the uh, i can't remember her name but the main protagonist i truly really liked her character and i like how you know her mom's pushing her to like go back to the la lifestyle and all that and she's like no i'm done with hollywood and done with all that want to move on and you know, be a cop and all that and so there was a lot I mean I thought there was a good mix of um, drama and comedy and just a lot of twisted turns it was um, just it was
0: advertised horribly it just what did it, they advertise it, it, it as just not like like this anime fueled what did, you, what did you you summed it up really well at one point right like it looks nothing like the book that it really is um it, it's been a while it, it looks like she's like said. this like chibi like japanese anime type look and yeah. really it's totally not that book yeah no not at all um it's like the, the, the cover of most of them is just like the 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 fictional tv show she's on mm-hmm. when really it's a real life story and that's uh, yeah. just the backdrop r- right
2: that's just yeah that's i mean it's a key plot point obviously sure but, sure um so I really enjoyed that one. Um, I mean, you know, disappointing that it got canceled, but yeah. at least we can, you know, treasure that first trade. So, um, yeah. so did that um, Valiant Comics I've done recently. Um, I read the first trade of Rye. Um, have you read that yet?
1: Oh yeah, a while yeah, ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I have
0: his, and I've been I've read like the first yeah. beginning of the first issue. Sure, and sure. I really want to get into, but it's so dense.
2: I, it is dense, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. I mean, like I, I mean, it's intentionally dense because of this. Um, it's set in this, um, you know, utopian future where um, there hasn't been a murder in over a hundred years. You know, things we've seen before, but I don't know. I really, I, out of some of the, I, I think, regardless of um, your exposure to the Valiant universe, this is an easy jumping on point because um, it's a. I mean, it's a very self-contained story. Um, yeah, um, and I don't know. I really like this character. I like. Concept. I mean, a lot of there was nothing in it that was terribly uh, surprising. I would say it's like I mean, once he um, um, once he realizes you know his identity and all that, I'm not surprised that at the end he Uh, um, teams uh, up
0: with. Oh, uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, is it super spoilery? I mean, yeah, right. Because I don't know the identity stuff or any of that. But well, it's just that like. He's
2: realized that he's more of a weapon being used, and all this stuff. And, oh right, right. And right. he teams up with the um, the girl that we're into, the protagonist okay. at the end, and you know is going to turn on his master and all that. Right. Um. So nothing really that surprising. Okay. Um. But I mean, I, I. But I thought I really enjoyed it. I mean, what I love about the Violent universe is it has so much to offer in terms of um, world building, in terms of variety with genres and its characters. Um, which brings me to the next one I did, which was Faith, um, which is that, um, this was a big deal that Faith was getting her own solo comic, and I thought they executed it perfectly. Um, this was, like, um, you know, great female superhero to give her her own book, um, I haven't read the last issue yet, I've got it, I mean, you do that, but for the first three, um, basically, she's, um, done with all the Harbinger stuff and all that, and she's, um starting her solo life, and she's, um, you know, her dream is to try to be, um, her own superhero, and uh, by day be this reporter and all that, when in reality she's, um, a blogger for this geek website, and, um, and, um, she, you know, she's fighting crime and all that, and she's up against this organization that's hunting down many humans, whatnot, um, but, I don't know, I think the... Uh, it's What I love about Faith is she's such a relatable character. Um, I mean, obviously, she's a hardcore geek, and um, her story, I think, is really interesting. Um, and it's... I don't know, there's something about the... Uh, I think Valiant and Boom alike, there's something that feels more classic. Uh, like, Do you know what I mean about um, how they tell their stories? Just like... The, I mean, you look at the number of panels there on each page, mm-hmm. and um, especially in this one, it just feels more along the lines of something like in the silver age kind of thing you Interesting. know like, i don't know that's the vibe because like no i have
0: to read that book yeah okay. yeah
2: it's just because i mean i don't know if you feel this way but like just a lot of dc and marvel books there's just like you see a lot of um pages that are maybe three four panels and a lot of splash pages and um which is good i mean it's very heavy on visual storytelling but i also like some to be a little more dense and a wow, little that's more a text, really cool you know? analysis that yeah. i've heard from you yeah. i like that yeah and so, I, I just, like, when uh, reading each issue of Faith, I feel like it's a complete story there, a complete book, and I really like that. Wow. It. So, um, Who writes that? What is her name? I need to look at um No, don't worry, I'm going to grab it. Go um, ahead. ahead. Um, I think it's in that It's right here. File. I saw it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, excellent writer, though. Um,
0: her let name is Jody Hauser. That's right.
2: Okay. Um, and, yeah, I think in SFX Magazine, they did, like, an interview with her, I think um so i highly recommend this one, wow, this, this, just, one of, this looks great yeah. it is it just, just look at that i mean how much text there is on each page um i you know i mean there's some splashes here and there but like it just feel it's just like feels like a really classic kind of superhero story that i really like um and so i don't know i think she bring adds another level of diversity um, to that universe. Which well, I'll is tell already you one, thing,
0: one thing, and being being overweight myself, I can say this, you know, mm-hmm. with authority, and that is, th- the one of the few, like, classes of people that are not, like, are still completely free game to be ridiculed and destroyed right, right. Is, is overweight people. Right, totally. right, absolutely. They're, it's free range on them still. Like, fat, absolutely. fat jokes are still completely acceptable. And I don't know if there's... And, and it's good that we have an overweight character. Right. Um, you know who's getting respect right and i don't know if this is too
2: much of a spoiler but like um archer um, pops up several times in this book is they're skyping each other and all that um and they always have had like a really close friendship and all that and in the i read the book of death little spin-off trade like there was yeah. the book of death and there's the book of death the fall of the Valiant universe right. which it had a, um it was a solo story for each of its big characters showing what happens to them in the future. Um, so, like, chronicling the deaths of, like, Exo War and... I can't
0: believe they did that.
2: I mean, it was interesting, yeah, It may have been interesting,
0: but but boy, does that fucking close shit off. It does,
2: but one thing they do in that, I can't remember which one it was, it shows that, um, Faith and, um, Archer get married eventually. So, and I think that's really interesting, you know? Wow. um, And so that's pretty cool. Um... So I, I really love this book, um, and I doubt you guys definitely pick up the trade, because it shouldn't be too far off Yeah, it's done now. Um, it was a mini I don't know if it's going to be ongoing after that, or if it was just a mini-series.
1: I think it's, it's an ongoing now. It is ongoing. It is, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Because it should be. Which I'm excited to read the it trade for be. it. It should be ongoing.
2: Um, so I love that one. Um, the other ones, I want to talk some Power Rangers, because, oh, gosh, um... So we've said this before. Jordan and I are always big Power Rangers fans. Him even more so than me. Um, yep. but, but I grew up on it too. I mean, I was. I mean, it took me till like well into middle school to stop watching it. So I have at least twelve seasons under my belt. Um, and I was very excited by the uh, new comic from Boom Studios, which is set in the original timeline of Mighty Morphin. Um, and this takes place after Green with Evil. So it's chronically... So the great, Tommy is um, new to the team and everything, and he's dealing with the psychological effects of having been under Reader repulsive spell. Um uh, which <laughs> You just talked
0: about psychological Yeah, I know and I never it, thought it, it, in a Power Ranger's yeah. comic.
2: I never thought I would say I'm dealing like, with the are,
0: ra- the emotional ramifications of Power Rangers yeah, I anything.
2: I know I ne- like I never thought I'd be saying that <laughs> come but across it, the set. Yeah. But it kind of is really it really is cool what um Re- just Higgins the fact is,
0: that Reader Repulser and psychological ramifications are in the same... are in the same sentence, yeah. I know.
2: And I mean so I gotta give a huge shout out to Kyle Higgins for being able to do that and pull it off so well but this is just a fun I mean, and don't think because of that this isn't fun at all it, it's super fun but it, it just but that's the basic premise is that um he still um has is scarred by having been brainwashed by rear pulse to be her weapon and all that yeah. um and is struggling to find his place in the team and all that um so that's like the basic story and but oh it's so much fun so much nostalgia but it's in fresh story at the same time and they also released this week and I got to review it um should be up on the ultimate website sometime this week um the first spin-off comic they did which was Pink Ranger um awesome. and what's really cool about this story is that uh dry, I don't want to spoil it too much but it's just the it's set after the time that she's she's already retired from the okay. Rangers and this um she's a world traveling gymnast and um she's in Amsterdam and she's supposed to meet her parents there and she can't get a hold of them. So she goes to their the town in uh, France where they live. And she finds it's ghost town. And there are these sea monster creatures there. Um, that have occupied and taken the citizens hostage. And so um, she's without her power. She still fights without them in the beginning of the issue. But then at the end she contacts Zordon to try to summon the Power Rangers. They're busy off planet fighting um, Zed. And, oh, yes. um, but then he tells her that there's enough power in the Sword of Light to give her powers back temporarily. And so that's how we get this. So, so I thought it was really interesting that they, I mean, it's a lot, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of like, um, you know, they're just, eh, screw it, we can do this if we want, you know. But I like that they went with, um, I thought it was when they said they were doing a Pink Ranger spinoff, I'm like, okay, so they're doing a Pink Ranger, you know, where are the other Rangers at the time? I like that they set this story in after that time, in a different uh, continuity. Um and it gives them freedom to just kind of tell their own story. And actually, Brendan Fletcher is going to be there at HeroesCon, so I'm going to get him to
1: sign this. Awesome. but um, yeah, no, yeah. that's exciting. that He'll be there. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to read these trades. There's, sure. No, way I won't. Oh yeah. It's just I entirely get it. I get it. No one, no one gives a shit about Power Rangers past Mighty Morphin. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. But as a longtime fan and as someone who has seen just about every season at uh. this point. I I want well even if you want to keep it Mighty Morphin, I just wish it was a sequel or a continuation as, as opposed to, to like that's why the pink one yeah. actually I did not know that it was yeah, semi sequel. Yeah, yeah. right, I mean right. it's not so far future that sh- you know the Power Rangers are the Zio right, or, right. or anything beyond right, that. Right. It sounds like but it, I I just like the thing with with Mighty Morphin is it's oh it's inner it's tales told and it's kind of like the Back to the Future thing. I mean it's arcs but it's just sort of right. like the shove in the, the cracks shove in type the cracks thing. thing yeah. And I get why there's not. Like, you're not going to see a Power Rangers Time Force comic or a Light... And a lot of those seasons... And I would them. love Time
2: Force. That's yeah.
1: And that's the thing. is someone who's watched so much of it... I mean, the Mighty Morphin, they are clearly the most nostalgic. But, like, if I'm picking my top favorite seasons and teams, they I don't know that they crack the top five. Certainly okay, not okay. top three. I mean because, yeah, it wasn't as well-written. If you but, want to hear somebody, like, wax, but I like, think,
0: intellectual about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, get ready. But, that, but I don't know, but I'm that's just, what I... Th- you're, okay. you're dead serious about your Power Rangers. I am! But, <laughs> but, but I, like, I get dead that. dead serious. But I gotta say, what they do
2: with it, and I get that that the writing is definitely not as good, but... Okay, so I rewatched Green with I don't Evil... To, and, and I don't like, want to bash
1: the, this writer, Right, right, right. Because I'm sure it's great, Kyle Higgins is a great writer. That's write. what I'm
2: saying, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying is, like, I rewatched Green with Evil, and I'm, like, just for the fun of it and all that, and, like, you can be all nostalgic, and the writing is so much different in this comic, that even though it's set in that timeline, it, it, it's got the 90s feel and everything, but it just feels more like a regular comic book, do you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: like, I... It, it was When you said that, I, I had the dickest thought where you're like, oh, I rewatched Green with 3. I was like, oh, that that's cute. <laughs> it's only like five episodes. I don't, I don't mean to be, but I was like, man, because I've re-watched like oh, I know, I know, yeah. so much of it. But but I'm sure this is good. It's just that for a team that was fairly bare bones. Sure, sure, I mean, sure, the, the sure. first oh, yes, it was. three I mean, seasons was, of Power oh, gosh, Rangers, yes. which is Mighty Morphin, it was very much extremely oh, fight, gosh, monster yes. fight monster each oh, week, fight monster each week, fight monster each week.
0: You know the the bigger. It wasn't the complex emotional narratives of the later of seasons, Time like Time Force.
1: Time Force is one of the most emotionally
0: complex seasons of Power Rangers. Well, that is film. not saying much, but okay.
1: It, no, it's a really good arc. It has to do with a lot of racism and classism, oh, and a really, wow, that shit's versus... pretty
0: complex. <laughs> Look, that <bet> shit's <laughs> subtle, man.
1: I'm not. You s- haven't watched enough Power Rangers to judge. Yeah, you really haven't. You're judge- How much Power Rangers have you seen?
2: Come on, that's like an uh, outside nerd
1: looking
0: at like,
2: oh, Spider-Man and Batman can't be complex. Uh, yeah. I I I guess
0: that I don't I mean
2: That's what I'm saying. Like, I was, I I was mean, about to agree give, with you
0: and say I was judging it too harshly, but like, come people on. Give Batman that, like, and, Sp- and Spider-Man, I mean, there's no question that
1: yeah, but if you're on the outside looking in, you might think they're just. A lot of people do think it's are just. But like, I've in
0: some Power Rangers and I've seen and I've seen and I've had you take me on a tour of it. And I'm not saying there's nothing there. I see what you guys like about it. I know a big part of it's nostalgia, but another big part of it is they're general, genuinely entertaining. If you take away your criticality and stop like. No, worrying about- I think
1: it's. I I don't say that. There are terrible seasons of Power Rangers. Like I did not like as as fan favorite as it is. I did not like RPM at all. I did not like. Mm. Um, now I'm blanking. Oh, like Wild Force or Ninja Storm, which also gets a lot of. Love. I didn't like that. Dino Thunder coasted on nostalgia by bringing in Tommy and didn't tell that exciting of a narrative. I remember
2: liking Ninja Storm and Dino Thunder, but it's been a while.
1: It has been. A while. I think those those don't age as well. Like Ninja Storm, I remember liking, but then uh, when I, we revisited, it, it was like this is not aged well. Yeah, Time Force was, but awesome. Time Force is straight. Okay, everyone uh, likes. Time Galaxy Force. is straight. There's so a how lot. How about of this? Scenes. Why don't
0: you conclude with this? What would be somebody like me? It's gonna, it would be hard for me, but what, but you guys, what, what what would you recommend to somebody like me who who's never in terms been, of this comic or no in, no. in, in terms of Power Rangers? If like you to, want... to really get a gist, maybe one or two seasons that really give you like like both sides. Right, of right. right.
1: I, I would I would hands down say if you want. The best narrative arcs, I go either Lost Galaxy or Time Force. It's why I said those two. Time Force has all those themes I mentioned. Lost Galaxy actually has one of the best villain arcs in the whole series, with a villain that starts terrible and you hate, and then has actually a, a legitimate emotional arc uh, with the death of her father, who's like the first villain. That's a small spoiler; it happens really early. But it's like got a great arc in that. It's got like a lot of actually a lot of familial ties throughout it. And um, if you want
2: ultimate worst of the worst, the Power Rangers Turbo movie. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> okay, but, okay, but if you uh, want, if you best. want good
1: silly, or, or not even silly, but like good, the best comedic seasons, um, I, one that gets a lot of hate, but that we really enjoyed was Operation Overdrive, which is like, if the setup is that they um, they travel around the world as like a globe-trotting team um, and hunt artifacts. The downside the being they shoot in New Zealand, and apparently everything from Egypt to Norway looks like a uh, New Zealand forest. But, you know, it, it's it's more on the goofy fun side I of I mean, it that's so. part
0: of the reason I have so much trouble getting behind it is is the Sentai factor. Or whatever it's called. Is that, it, it's Sentai? That, 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 that is the factor of I am looking at footage that has been repurposed. And for me to see that, it's so hard for me to, like, give that legitimacy the way I do other things. Then
1: I would say go with... Um, if that's your biggest issue... Probably they, one of they, them. Do, they do get better about that. Um, I would say go with Dino Charge. Because the, that really,
0: they filmed on their own, right?
1: Well, well, no. Every season uses Sentai footage. But in the Neo-Saban era of the past few mm-hmm. years, it's been where they've shipped over everything. And yeah. they've shot a lot more original footage with like the actors and the monsters out of costume. And a lot more fights out of costume. Huh. Um, so I would say... It, Samurai is way more jokey, and I haven't seen Megaforce yet. But Dino Charge is straight. It's got some of the writers from Time Force and Lightspeed on it, so it, it probably has the best. Are these narrative American work. writers, Japanese? No, writers? American writers. Yeah, oh, I mean okay. the stories are completely cannibalized for the most part. Okay. Um, so if you're looking for, and this is to everyone out there as well, if you're looking that's for the best. That's what I'm asking for. Yeah, I, yeah. My chance. No, that's you to... a really good point, Rich. Though, yeah, if oh, you're, yeah. I mean, if you're looking for the best narratively, I'd say Time Force yeah. or Lost Galaxy. Um, yeah. If you're looking for the best in terms of avoiding as much, like, straight Sentai footage, Dino Charge has been stellar, as both, and is also the most throwback, I think, successfully to the feel of Mighty Morphin, but updated. And if you are looking for... Um, honestly, if you're looking for the one that everybody loves, yeah. because it's more dark and mature, uh, you go... I would say go RPM. We really... Like, after a lot of build-up of catching up on seasons... Uh, because I had missed a few in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, RPM did not live up, but it was also the one with the most now legitimate actors. Um, Rose McIver from Zombie*, uh, Eka Darville from Spartacus and Jessica Jones. Uh, they're both awesome. team members. Uh, if you go to Jungle Fury, that's a more fun Kung Fu-inspired Fu one. It has Anna Hutchison, who's in Cabin in the Woods and Spartacus. Uh,
0: what is your favorite season?
2: Uh, I don't know. If I, it's been a while since I've watched all of them to determine that, but... I do
0: really enjoy Time Force. Okay, you know? cool. So, Time Force pretty conclusively is a good one just to watch. Yeah,
1: I, I think it is the best. Um, honestly, yeah. If I if I was putting you at one, Lost Galaxy has a few too many ties. I think back because it was the first season where yeah. they started doing the annual team switches. Yeah, yeah. Time Force is probably the most purely you can just watch this. That's I mean, awesome. of course, Tommy was one of my
2: idols growing up, so that is. I mean, anytime he appears, that I mean, which is. Over 200 episodes and three movies. I mean, that's you know, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, even the bad stuff. But um, and what I like about the Pink Ranger comic too is that it adds. I think it really develops Kimberly's character a lot because she was always the more like ditzy one in the original series, and um the and you and especially in Mind of Morphin, you always wonder, you know, who are these characters really under the masks? I mean, other than you know their subtle interactions in high school and all that. And I think this really did a good do a good job of exploring that, and, you know, she's older now, she's more mature, and she gets some really awesome action scenes in this comic, um, so I'm really looking forward to the next issue, and to meeting Fletcher. Uh, cool.
1: Very, very cool. Uh, so my last thing is uh, actually appropriate for today, because we are recording on Dark Horse Day, which is, like, Dark Horse has this huge sale on their website, it's an anniversary for really? them. Yeah. You should have informed
0: me earlier. It's happening uh, right
1: now? It's happening right now, yeah. Uh, so, I took a insane deep dive on oh, Hellboy. Oh right, 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 right. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Now uh, part of this is a friend of mine, comic writer Aaron Walther who is also, has a podcast I've guessed it, on, Comic DNA. Mm-hmm. You should check it out. Uh, and he said, you know he, t- he, he occasionally you know sends out what books he's going to talk about and asks if anyone wants to be on certain episodes. And I said Hellboy because that's one of those books that is seminal yeah. Uh, in the comics field, and I'd always wanted. Things, if you're going to be a comic book writer, or, or you know, you have, you to, have right. to have read Dark Hellboy. Yeah, it's just one of those. It's like top ten. So yeah. I'd always heard about it. Mike Vignola's is a you know king of the industry yeah. for for that reason. Uh, and there's so, been not one but two films, amazingly. Yeah, and uh, with Guillermo del Toro, right? Like a legit super like Legit Films. Uh, yeah, and so you know, he said he was going to do the, one of the books he's considering doing is the first volume of Hellboy. And so I was like, okay, cool. And then at the used bookstore, I saw. Uh, the first volume of Hellboy. Yeah. I was like, all right, let's finally pick this up. And uh, through, I haven't, haven't bought a single Hellboy new. I've gotten them for as cheap as five fifty a trade. Uh, I've read through the first, in the past month and a half about, I've read through the first six volumes yeah. of Hellboy. The majority of them in the past week, because uh, I went to a used bookstore and got uh-huh. like three, four, and or four, five, and six all like right in a row. Do you have a favorite volume so
2: far? Uh, so far, two is mine, I would say.
1: Two, two is up there You're in written. Hellboy. Oh yeah. The yeah.
2: first few. I didn't know that. I'm gonna read more, but
1: yeah. Two was really good. Um, I think my favorite would either be two or three. Three is awesome because it's, it's short story. Yeah, and I like yeah. that Hellboy has a lot of short stories. Yes. And it's really fun that there are so many because yeah. the it, it breaks up the ongoing plot without being too yeah. uh, destructive. Because if you just read the the big arcs, it's pretty much nothing but the plot, but it's weirdly paced. And especially when you consider that like the first six volumes were published over about you know thirteen or eleven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, you know he draw for the originally he draws everything Hellboy. Right, pretty much. right. So it's a lot of that. Um, I also picked up the first BPRD omnibus, nice, which has the first three trades of BPRD for Plague of Frogs. Um, so that's nine Hellboy universe trades total so and far. I might borrow I've read. From you. Oh yeah, yeah, you'd be welcome to it. Um, I am I'm just in love. Like it's yeah. there's a reason this character really loved beloved. Yeah. Um, I will say... Were you I, high, holding that on that one when I was asking you earlier? You were you didn't want to tell me how much you're loving it? No, well I didn't think to not mention it. It's just, yeah, I'm really digging Hellboy. Um, he's a great character. He's, you know, I, I've read a lot of why, where BPRD came from, and it was been, meant to be the team book because Hellboy was originally going to be a team book, but then Hellboy kind of took over, mm-hmm. and Hellboy was starting to go more fantasy. Like, BPRD comes after he quits the BPRD because of something they do. Um... And I really have always liked Abe Sapien as a character visually. Oh, yes. ha- um, tell me, this is something I always wondered. It was always a barrier to
0: entry for for me. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a weird world. Like, how do how do they ground it? How do they make you give a shit about all these completely fantastical characters? Oh, God, oh, Hellboy is oh, well. a
1: very human character. Yeah, I mean, I and mean, it's I mean, weird. It's maybe cheap to say that, but you 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 get where he's coming from. He is a dude who has this. I mean, he's from hell. Uh, And oh, yeah. he yeah, and he comes through as a child, like summoned by Nazis to bring about the end of the world. And he's just sort of like, I don't want to be the, I don't want to in the world. I want to just be my my own guy. I hunt yeah. demons. I do my thing. And constantly, this prophecy keeps haunting him and dogging him. And he's just like, fucking stop. And you know, one of the things is famously, a lot of people didn't get it until it was explicitly shown in the story is that you know he has these big demon horns, but. Anytime like, they're forced to grow back by demonic forces or whatever, he violently snaps them off his own head. Because yeah. those are what people think are goggles, or oh. actually his horn stumps. Stumps, Because he's just like, no. no I, I knew I'm, that. Yeah, I'm not going to end the world. And so basically, the whole series is him fighting against the So he's that. a demon. Yeah. But that hunts other demons. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I didn't realize that. Um, oh, yeah, that's what I've been promising. And it. just, they're fun you know stories. what EPRD stands for. Uh, I did, but I forgot.
2: Bureau for Paranormal Research and Defense. Yeah.
1: Um, and so he's an agent for that. He was raised by them. There's a bunch of 1950s, like, early, late 40s or early 50s Hellboy stories as well now. Um, and then the BPRD is basically Hellboy left, um, why don't we do this team book? And there's a bunch of, like, the first two trades are essentially just, like, miniseries and one-shots that kind of show... Uh, And then the Plague of Frogs officially starts with the third volume. And so the main cast is, you know, Abe Sapien, who's the fish dude. Um, And I just saw his origin is at the very end. uh, Because basically, he's called Abe Sapien because he was buried the same day as Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. So they called him Abraham. Oh, now we understand. And then uh, no one knows where he came from. But then the the end of the, the BPRD trade, like, explains where he came from. But it just raises so many more questions in a great way. There's Liz Sherman, who's a pyrokinetic. There's um, uh, Roger, who's a homunculus, who might be my favorite character in the whole yeah. universe. It's him or Abe. Like he gets introduced Abe's in the second volume. Yeah. yeah, Abe's great. Yeah. Um, and then there is uh, Herman. Oh, I forget. I forget his name. I don't want to miss it because I'm mm-hmm. like von Kleint, but that might be one of the villains because there's a lot of German characters in this. Mm-hmm. But he's a a medium that was like astral projecting out of his body when this huge psychic event happened and the entire seance he was a part of exploded in flame and like his body was destroyed so he lives in this like containment suit the BPRD built for him. He's got like this bubble for a head and uh, they're the team and they go around and they're starting to get involved in this plague of frog mysteries which goes back to the first volume of Hellboy where um, Hellboy's basic surrogate father was murdered by a frog monster and it's tying into what the idea of these frogs are what they're trying to do It's just a great universe with a lot of great things going on, and there's so many other series to explore. There's a Lobster Johnson series that focuses on a Nazi hunter, or a crime fighter from the 30s. There's Sledgehammer 44, Witchfinder, um, BPRD Vampire, Abe Sapien has an ongoing. There's dozens of trades of Hellboy. Um, And it feels like a good time to get into it, because while while the universe is not over, Mike Mignola basically finished the Hellboy story this past Wednesday. Yeah. With the last issue of Hellboy in Hell. Okay. Um, it's a big deal, and it's basically it's the 14th volume. <laughs> yeah. Which you know it's been 22 years, and there's only 14 volumes of like main Hellboy, which is you know shows how but he always better. wrote it, right? Yeah, he's always written it. BPRD. By the
2: first one, um, John Byrne wrote the script, but he
1: really yeah. outlined it. Oh, okay. So and he's always illustrated. He it's basically you know it's his creation. He's he's basically retiring for a little while from doing comic art and comics, and yeah. he's going to go do other stuff, painting. Um, But he could come back. There's more stories to be told. And the BPRD is going strong. They're in their second mega-series right and now. And people love it. Yeah, Hell on Earth, it's up to 14 trades of that. Oh my god. Plague of Frogs ran for 12. I mean, there's a lot of, of Hellboy to get into. I'm now nine trades deep, and it feels like a drop in the bucket. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm really digging Hellboy, and I'm, I'm glad to finally have taken the plunge. And I'm hoping that Heroes Con will give me access to <laughs> everything else. I can just pile in the Hellboy. I already
2: know several stops coming I mean, because it's the Valiant Table. I'm definitely going to and then yeah.
0: yeah. I think there's no
1: Valiant Table. I don't know if there is this. Wait, area. really? They don't um, have it previously, no. yeah. In oh, the past they bad. have it and it sucks. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. So sad. There is anyway, well, creators. There will be, be, be creators. Yeah. yeah many, but, yeah. many valiant creators. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vin Vinditti's always. Regardless of yeah. I'm
2: excited. I've interviewed him so I'll talk with him.
0: Awesome. Uh did you have anything else? Were you done? That's
2: it. I mean, I've been reading more, but those are the ones I really want to read. Well, yeah, yeah, we
0: got I mean, yeah, to yeah. stop somewhere at over yeah, yeah. two and a half
2: hours. Sure. Um,
0: so let's uh, let's go around and talk about our um, uh, contact info, and then uh, I'm going to make a little site announcement, and we can talk a little more.
1: All right. Uh, I will... Well, first, because this should be a tradition anyway. What are you going to be reading, Rich? Well, it is a tradition. We were. I was going to do it last. Oh, you going to do it last? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You didn't mention it. Okay. All right, we'll go We'll go to it at the end. Uh as always, I am Jordan Sega, You can find me on Twitter at IndigoMaster, E-N-D-I-G-O-M-A-S-T-E-R. Tweet at me. Tell me which season of Power Rangers is your favorite or ask me more about it because I literally could talk about Power Rangers all day. I have, I have spent many car trips talking about Power Rangers and would love to. Or if you want to co- talk comics, which is the point of this podcast, you know, tell me that too. Kevin Schaefer,
2: you can find me on Twitter um, at K-W-S-C-H-A-E-F. Um, always happy to talk Star Wars or pretty much most geek stuff related, but I'm writing from home right now for the summer, so I would love to talk to you on Twitter. Um, you can also find me on allthatsepic.com.
0: Um, and uh, I am Rich Lapore You can find me at Rich Lapore on Twitter. There's going to be more there soon. Uh, we're, uh, but And also, most excitingly, um, we are launching our site, uh, The Joy of Geek, very soon. Um, it may even be not too long after this podcast is published um, I can announce because it has been locked down now that our um, URL uh, for the main site will be thejoyofgeek.net that's going to be your one stop shop for everything podcast, articles all four of our sort of pieces will come together on one site called the joy of geek so that's the joy of gaming that is the joy of TV that's the joy of comics and the joy of film all in one place um, it's also gonna be the hub for the for the uh, podcast, obviously. Um, it's gonna be really cool. Now we have a really good cast um, at the core of it, um myself, Jordan, Kevin, and Kelsey. Um, really good for, you know, core hosts slash staff writers, slash whatever. Um, and then we're also gonna have some guest uh, contributors. It's gonna be really cool. It's building up. it's it's looking really nice. So uh, I'd say in the next uh, from now, uh, three, four weeks, we should have that site uh, at least started.
1: Yeah, so and that's exciting. In the meantime, you can find, the podcast on Twitter at The Joy of Game. We'll probably stick to that one because the Twitter handle, really, all you need is to find it. It's going to say The Joy of Geek now. Uh, Kevin is probably going to take over doing that because Rich and I were sure. terrible at it. And <laughs> yeah. you know, he'll start tweeting things out, I'll episodes, awesome. I'll awesome. probably pin a tweet with all of our, you know, uh, hats. Wow, I, I do not tweet enough to know this handles all of our handles uh, on that as well. Twitter so handles, at the joy yeah. of game, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, the joy of gaming, which you will also probably get a change. Everything is going to be changing, but probably right around the time of but the there site will launch.
0: also but there will still definitely be um, you know the joy of gaming podcast is still going to stay alive. There will still be uh, the joy of gaming section on the new site. Um, so gaming will still remain a big focus. We're just uh, as people, we've just evolved to the point where it's all it's all so interesting. We got to talk yeah, about it's all gonna that.
1: be a home for all entertainment content. Uh, and in in upcoming weeks, you can look forward to we're gonna have a, before We don't want to count eggs before that, but we will have a special guest on the next episode, hopefully. It seems yeah. very likely. That'll be cool. Uh, talk about
0: lots of cool stuff, including some of the cool work he's been doing.
1: Yeah, we'll be looking at Heroes Con when we get back from that in a few weeks. And uh, I'm sure there's another superhero movie or two coming out before the end of the year that we'll talk yep. about. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Also, oh, more
0: game, more gaming stuff. Uh, I, there's a lot, I've been playing a lot of games. Uh, I don't have a ton of comics right now because I have been in my free time doing a lot of gaming. So I'm sure we'll have another podcast about that in the next couple weeks at mm-hmm. some point. Next three, four weeks. Also, let me plug this where I
2: um NC Comic Con will be in November again. Um, our new site is officially up and running, um, so you can buy your tickets now if you want. Um, we've got several exciting guests there. Going to be there here. Um, Klaus Janssen is among one. Dave Johnson. Um, a lot of big creators there, um, and we will all all be there, of course. So Me and Klaus um, go way back, by the way, so... Okay, cool. Just kidding, nice.
0: we don't. We nice. don't. But um, that would be awesome if we did
2: That would be. Um, so definitely come to NC Comic Con if you're local.
0: Yeah. Uh, or if
1: you're, some or if you're semi-local. Or so. yeah, yeah, semi-local I mean, or far away, It's a weekend in November. Take a trip. It'll and be, and let watch. us know if you'll be at Heroes Con, because yes. uh, we'll be there. Yeah, we'd, love to, uh, we'd love to
0: meet up, uh, maybe get some food. Yeah. Uh, we are... It. We all eat. Down for whatever. Um, awesome. And, uh, uh, Jordan, you were about to ask me a question earlier. You want to ask me now? Uh, yeah. What What will you be reading, Well, Rich? it's funny you should mention that. I didn't actually mention it on this podcast, but I re-unearthed um, one of my issues of Arcadia. So this is a really cool Boom series. I, I told you earlier I love world-building and sci-fi. This is an amazing series. I think I mentioned it once on the podcast earlier. But I only got through the second issue in Issues. And I now know that on May 5th, The Trade came out, and I'm super excited. It's actually a, an eight-issue complete series, really, really epic and awesome, and I'm going to pick that bad boy up and read it. I also want to continue with some more um, 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 Harbinger. Um, I want to finish The uh-huh. Beauty, and I want to read some more Tokyo Ghost. Nice.
1: Awesome. Kevin?
2: Plenty on my radar, but among them, Southern Bastards Volume 3 comes out in July. Awesome. i stoked about that. It's going to be six issues. Um, yeah, they're changing and, uh, up the length. Yeah, cool. yeah. So I'm really stoked about that. Um, Rebirth, I'm going to save. Since all the titles are so good, I'm going to save for the trades because we've got. I'm writing some comic reviews for the Ultimate Comics website. Um, uh, I'm doing mostly Marvel and Image stuff. Um, and boom, we've got another guy doing DC. So I'm going to wait for those trades to come out. Um, still loving Paper Girls, Monsters, Huck, all those ones I've been raving about for months now. Um, plenty of others, too, I'm sure. Um, I also want to go back and check out, because I also read Batman Adventures Mad Love recently by Paul nice. Dini and Bruce Tim, so set within the, in that vein of the animated series.
0: If you guys, if you guys haven't heard it, there's an, it just reminded me of this, I saw it since we've last talked about mm-hmm. comics. There's an amazing, amazing story Paul Dini tells about getting mugged hmm. on Fat Man on Batman, that, that, hmm. uh, Kevin that was Smith, Smith podcast. podcast yeah. Dude, this story, I mean, it will change your life in a small way. Here I mean, Paul Dini one of my heroes. This story, like, just talks about everything about what it would be like to be Paul Dini. It puts you right in his shoes. It's fascinating. It changes his whole way he looks at Batman, the character, because it's a mugging story, you know. And nice. Oh, it's just, it's fascinating. It's heartbreaking. It's beautiful. You nice. Check that out. Sorry to inter- interrupt. No, but yeah. And so there are other, um,
2: books set within, like, the Batman Adventures set within those, the animated series, um, that I definitely want to check out. So, plenty on my radar. Um, I'm sure I'll be discovering more as come up. Definitely picking up a bunch of heroes con.
1: Awesome. Uh, How about you, Jordan? Oh, right. I haven't done yet. Um, I feel like it's a cop out to say whatever I get at Heroes Con, but I was on sort of a bender. I read about 13 trades in the past week, uh, so I, I've read a lot. Yeah. Uh, my 2B read pile is looking a little slim, but actually, friend of the show, or not friend of the show, co host Kelsey. Uh, I'm going to hear about that one.
0: Uh, <laughs> I don't think she's
1: gonna mind. Oh, she's cool. gonna get it. She's cool. Uh, yeah, but I'll get it in the way that we get each other. Uh, so she lent me. She did the image deal that Barnes and Noble had and uh-huh. got six image trades. Nice. for for the price of four. Nice. Uh, and she lent me a bunch, so I have Bitch Planet, Low Volume One and Two, Outcast Volume Two, Outcast, okay. and Odyssey that she lent to me. So I'll probably be Yay, reading those. Odyssey.
0: <laughs> uh, Retelling of the Odyssey. <laughs>
1: have you read fast Volume One?
0: I have, yeah, oh, cool. yeah,
1: yeah. That's yeah. Uh, I just finished I like borrowing that. Uh, on top of that, I'm I, I'm not gonna lie. I'll probably look for some more Hellboy before the con because I'm already Jonesing. Absolutely. I've read six trades and I just I want the next one already. Um, and beyond, I that you had it. I thought you were drawing a line, man. I thought you were saying no more trades till the no, that con. was Kevin. No, well, you I usually am, do yeah. it too. I do too, but that that was Kevin. A two weeks, I,
0: I can hold. On. Especially since I'm getting free issues to review. I'm, Ultimate, I'm, I can
2: hold off.
1: Yeah, that that certainly doesn't hurt. But I'm just I'm you know what I'll probably if I get anything I will see what's coming out at on at the stores this week because those trades are never at the con. You know anything from like two to three months before a convention you ain't gonna see. It awesome before, technicality we're right on. Exactly. But I actually I am pretty sure that uh, Spider no Spider Woman volume one of the new run did come out so I'll be reading that. Oh yeah, the new no, yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm excited about that because I Has the Vision trade come out. Yet? It is not though. Okay. If that's if oh, that's, that's on, on the list, list, that's it's top on my of list. it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's all I'll be reading is that and probably many more things. I just you know I've read a lot. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, on that note, I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca.
0: Kevin Schaefer, and we will see you all very, very soon. Bye bye.